wanna go back. I wanna go back. I wanna go back. I wanna go back. Yeah, I wanna go back to them times where we were just chilling, just living, no care, no stress about position. Where I lie with you, where you lie with me, are you listening or just hearing me? Listen, I wanna go back. How do I move forward when I gotta move past this? I already thinking about you up in the past tense. You can say whatever, but we know what the fact is. Only hoping at the very least that you understand this. I wanna go back. I wanna go back. I wanna go back. I wanna go back. You see, I wanna go back. I said I wanna go back. Yeah, yeah, our relationship. Developed into nothing through discussing We were cutting corners, getting deeper, getting closer Getting better at exposure Every day my guy below it Have no need to keep composure And we were getting to know each other Damn, I love it, you were seeing the real me No one does it like I does it Just say fuck it, what a crew Let's go through the timeline, yeah We got Midas made the track, trust them when I fire MK make way for the display, let's say I had trouble trying to convey Simon, we got the trumpet day. You gonna lie, man? You make us feel secure. And what I get just to return to a to a time before I learned. I had no idea I've been hurt by my brother. I've been eternally burned. I wanna go back. I wanna go back. I wanna return. I wanna return. I wanna go back. I wanna go back. Cause this shit just hurts. Cause this shit just hurts. I wanna go back. I wanna go back. Can we return? Can we return to the way things used to be before I'd learn? So I appreciate you doing this, dude. I really do. Um, like I literally just said, I was going to tell you that. Um, so I did the shrooms yesterday. You you set up the room that you're in right now yesterday? Is that what you just said? Yes, I did. But I said I did the shrooms yesterday. Oh, the shrooms. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sick. How was it that? It was great. You were, uh, well, that's a, that's a fun fact, right? I meet you and you're like uh, in the background on a, on a drug deal there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit was. Hey man, do you? You feel me? That's that's the vibe. That happened, dude. That really actually happened. Yeah. Um, but no, they were they were amazing. I did it with, so I did it with my fiance, um, my the dude that's in my wedding, and then my fiance's best friend, who's also in the wedding. And I did it like on some covert option. They didn't even know I did it. Really? Yeah. So I did. I probably did about. I don't know, about four and a half grams is covert op solo. Four grand? Wait, four grand worth of shit? Yeah, four, probably four and a half, yeah. Damn. <laughs> God damn. Jeez, all at once? No way. All at once, yeah. Jesus Christ. All right, shit. So, you know, I don't know. How, how was the experience for you? This particular one was pretty, um, this particular one was pretty, pretty... I was I, I felt a lot of empathy. There were there were a couple mm. moments where I could tell they wanted to unpack some shit. Cause like for example, like my wife, she was she was on wine. She was just 
you know how girls are when they drink a lot of wine. She's like just giggity and bubbly and shit. Yeah. Um, and then my boy just smoked, but I could tell, I could just feel their energy that they wanted to go deeper about certain things. So inevitably, we made a. I'll send you. The, I'll send you the episode. We made a podcast. Yeah. Oh, six. Oh, while you were on it, that's that's. Yeah. I've been meaning to do some shit like that too. Yeah, right? I pulled them into the podcast and. I don't know, bro. We talked about everything, bro. We talked about life. We talked about um, yeah. relationships. We talked about shit. We talked about. Um, do you watch football at all? Not really. In Canada, Not America is a little different. Yeah. Well, I know some guys who watch football, you know, over here. But uh, personally, I, I'm more so. Uh, I'm like soccer, but I've been getting into basketball too. That's that's what I'm on, and like tennis, I guess. Yeah, that too. Those are two. I'm going to ask you about that in a little bit because those are two interesting sports that are kind of like if you're an actual fan of them, it's kind of dope to be a, like it's like a like a cult following a little bit in soccer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know what it is. Um, and, and I'll let you get back to what you're yeah. saying after this. But um, what it is, is uh, as a kid, I was into soccer like as extracurriculars. And, and for the longest time, I was like, you know what? I'm not a ball guy. So I was very much into that. A Marlins here. I was very much into that, like, um mentality where it's just like oh it's it's a tribal mentality basically like this is my people i'm a soccer guy so i'm gonna stay with soccer and i don't like basketball but um recently i watched the michael jordan documentary on netflix that shit oh what an inspiration man that michael jordan like definitely i could say that watching that documentary and there's a few things like this that i could say about a uh, different like forms of media or documentaries but that shit like changed my life like changed the trajectory or like my own approach to things you feel me so that's why i'm like into ball now because i'm seeing i'm seeing the shit he does and now when i see a game that like my dad's watching or something i'll be looking for those things that i see him doing or like his team like the triangle shit that he used to do and everything like it's good shit what's the uh well first marlon what's going on bro well you mute it oh was this guy <laughs> uh maybe yeah, maybe he's coming back. We might be having a, another person hop in here. People are listening, like, "What the fuck, you guys talking about?" Um, <laughs> but, um, bro, what's the what's the one thing you think you took away from like a mental perspective watching that? I think it's got to be like drive and dedication for sure. Like, like he is. There's there's a few people in media that have a title of like hardest working man, you know, like James Brown is one of them, which that's another one of like my inspirations in general, you know, but, um, with Michael Jordan, just the approach he's, he always took was like, I want to win. I want to be the best, you know, and just seeing him never, ever falter. Like even when the odds are stacked against him, that's just, I think that's what really I took from it. You know, that that's cause when I'm watching things, what I like to take is I'll take the good and I'll discard the bad. You know, if he does some shit that I don't agree with, you know, like he was a, he was, he, his teammates, they were kind of scared of him because he got like pissed off a lot of the time, you know? So that's something that I don't necessarily want to adopt into my life, but his mentality, the drive, that's some shit that I'm like, that's what I need in order to achieve what I want to do. You know? Yeah. He was not fucking around, dude. He no, was not at all. And, and you know what? Like that same sort of mentality to the point where you're mean to people or, or like borderline, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
damn, what the hell? No, nah, find it, dude. Like, find you're it. verbally assaulting. Verbally assaulting people. Like, to the point where you're verbally assaulting people, there's a lot of, like, great people. Say Miles Davis, James Brown, you know, uh, Charles Mingus, all, like, jazz or, like, music guys. James Brown, obviously, funk. Who have that same mentality, that drive, that, no, I want something this particular way. And if you're going to be in my band, if you're going to be on my team, you need to be playing or or doing anything that you do to a certain standard to a certain level and i i respect that i might not agree with the approach they take to like talking to their peers and stuff like that but i respect the drive 100 percent, and that's something that i strive to adopt into my life yeah whatever, you know <clears throat> you know what's interesting right um i've been trying to purposely not talk about well actually hold on let me let me let me try this again hey marlon are you here bro yeah, yeah, no, I'm here. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> dude, my nigga Marlon's here, bro. You made it. What's good? What's good? Um, no. So what I was gonna say is, um, I'll, I'll, I'm actually gonna start revealing this. I put my number one. I put like my picture on Twitter. Mm. Um, cause I've tried to do like this mentality where like my quote unquote, and I told Marlon about this, like my quote unquote real life. I'm trying to make it so where it's like, um separate than my my podcast and the things that i'm doing on twitter and and just like i think you know anyway long story short i'm just trying to stop doing that so i want to tell you guys about something actually that is connected to my real life that's connected to this michael jordan shit that's connected to all of this essentially sure um, i have add if you can't fucking tell so um <laughs> so in my real life and i told about marlon i think i told marlon about this actually um like I run a couple brands and I have since I was like 20, 21 years old. Um, mm. And so, and then I play like football in college and things of that nature. And so when, like when I, when I look at the Michael Jordan shit, when I analyze what he's doing and what he's trying to do and what he did, frankly, um, I do understand certain things that he tries to pull off from a, um, from like a striving for greatness perspective. You know what I mean? Like, like, here's yeah. an example, right? I tell people all the time, like, like my first, you know, my first company, um, you know, we, we did a lot of sales. We had a partnership with Under Armour and then my second company, and even the shit that I do now with my podcast and speaking and writing. And I got a couple of brands that I run. So like to do that, the amount of energy you have to exert, it's fucking, you know, and I'm literally holding my kibasa right now, my fucking head, like freaking out, like trying to like, get you guys understand like this. The amount of energy and passion and strategy and fucking sacrifice it takes to even get something again at an independent level, like like we were talking about yesterday with the rappers, like it's it's a mind-boggling fucking amount of energy. And um I think when you connect it to the Michael Jordan piece, um I don't know if that's good or bad. Right? Because connecting it back to why I started this podcast and why I keep my life separate is because this world, the podcast, the Twitter, you know, music, fashion, art, fucking sex, comedy, like all different types of, you know, this is like yeah. the world that allows me to just vent and just like fucking take off my coat and just get comfortable for a second. Right. But, okay. but, but connecting that back to everything else, like it's just, it's a, it's an intense amount of pressure to get to the top. And I think, I don't know. Yes. If, I don't know if who Michael Jordan was, um, and frankly, who like Kobe and LeBron and like Messi and anybody like I, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't necessarily know if that's good. I don't necessarily know if like you should strive in any profession you are to get to that level because of like I think the negative repercussions of it. So I know that was a long rant that had a lot of ADD in it, but um, no, no, yeah. I see, I see what you're saying, and I I actually see I agree to an extent. Like you look at um those great guys who make it to the top, and what they had to sacrifice in order to get there. A lot of the times, it's like um. My dad always used to tell me the people who are great, they're always obsessed with whatever their craft is. You know, like um, you uh, I, I think uh, there was I don't know what the name of this guy is, but uh, he basically said anybody who achieves greatness in life spent more than 10,000 hours honing and practicing their craft, you know, to do that every single day, like practice. I don't know, like if you're John Coltrane, you practice the saxophone six, probably more than six hours a day, much more like some some guys practice for 12 hours a day, every single day. And that's an obsession. You know, that's not necessarily healthy. You get to the top and you make some spectacular shit that people respect you for. That's like a byproduct of something possibly negative. So I definitely hear what you're saying. What I think I came to the conclusion of was and I touched on it before there's certain things that I will adopt that I'm like okay I see Michael Jordan and my personal goal is like I kind of want to to put a to phrase this in a in a better way I want to be like a supernova right I see Drake as like a supernova his amount of fame super he's what? just he, a supernova like like sort of like a, a sun in the sense of Super you know you have yeah let me expand you know i might um, i might title the podcast that yeah that i just start picking random topics when something sticks out so that's dope yeah i feel you uh yeah so what i mean by that is like at any given time in history you know you have a bunch of people trying to do something so like i know more about music so i'm just gonna put it in music terms you know you have a bunch of people nowadays trying to be I don't know, the next Drake or the next Lil Baby or whatever. They're trying to emulate certain sounds, you know? A supernova, to me, is somebody who creates the sound that others are trying to create. So, like, to me, James Brown, he's a supernova because he's, he's his impact on funk and music in general is so huge that, like, it's undisputable. People call him not the father, the grandfather of funk. That's how big he was. So, to me, James Brown is a supernova, you know? That's what I'm striving for, Let me ask you right? this. I didn't mean to cut you off. You think... um No, go for it. You think there's an argument that can be made? Kanye West and Kid Cudi are, like, supernovas in their own way? You know what? I... I Kid Cudi is somebody I haven't listened much to. Oh, my god! But dude. I will say, I know, I know. I, I heard you guys talking about Holy it on shit. the podcast. I was like, man, I, do, do I got to listen to Cudi like that? Like, maybe. But um, I will say that I think Kanye West is 100% a supernova. Like, without a doubt. His, just like I was saying, his impact and his influence on the music industry today shows. For sure. You know, nobody, nobody sounds like Kanye West. Not really, let me, you know? Let me let me ask the both of you guys a quick question. I, again, I apologize. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, nah, go for let it. Me, let me ask the both of you guys a question. And Marlon, I don't know if it was you that I told this to. I told I told it to one of my guests. So yesterday I did shrooms. Today I had a probably a half of an edible. <laughs> I'm like, 
This guy's just always <laughs> at it. Um, but uh, <clears throat> what the fuck? I can't breathe now. What the fuck? Um, no, but um, so what am I trying to say? Oh, back when I did the shrooms, I had a guy tell me <clears throat> that he thinks when people are born, people are born right before they come out of the womb, right before they exit. This is some trippy shit, guys. I don't want to scare you or freak you out. He thinks that there's like this um, energy-based like serpent okay. that, um, that whispers in your ear and tells you who you are and tells you about yourself and tells you the core basis of like the narratives and the stories that you would tell yourself and your value base and the way that you see the world. It's a whole fucking thing, right? And he connected it to his girlfriend. So his girlfriend, I'm actually seeing her next weekend. I have this whole party thing that I'm doing. And she, she's like a, like fucking, like who's a great pianist? Like who's like somebody that's crazy? Ahmad Jamal. All right. Whoever that is. Cause I've never, you know, he's <laughs> probably, or he or she's, is it he? Yeah. It's a right. He. Um, she traveled all around the fucking uh, country doing, doing all these different uh, I guess uh, concerts or 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 what was it called? Uh, or her, what is it called when uh, like what do they call it officially when you have like a, a show, like a piano show? Yeah, a concerto, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, like concert. You know what I'm saying, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And so, essentially, long story short, no one taught her how to get to that level until probably like twelve. Okay. So connecting yeah, it yeah, back yeah. to the serpent, he said he believes some people were are like placed on this earth to be quote unquote supernovas or super talented or super charismatic or 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 like a Steve Jobs or like a Bill Gates like or like a Warren like there are people that he thinks that are just born like a Michael Jordan, Kobe, Messi like that that maybe there's a fucking little serpent in their ear saying yeah this is what you're placed on the earth to do you're placed to help. Your place to love, your place to be fucking amazing at all sports, your place here to be a supernova to music. Is that is that too trippy? Is there some theory or like reality to that in the both of your perspectives? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Marlon thinks, but me personally, like I uh I know that was some deep shit. So I'm not like I, I see where it's coming from, right? And personally I'm agnostic, right? So I don't really believe I'm not a very like mystic person, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that makes sense. But um, basically my interpretation of that is I'm not sure about the serpent or, or anything like that. That's too trippy. But that, yeah, that's that's like I, there's no way for me to confirm nor deny yeah. for, for me personally. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I can somewhat agree with, with the notion that some people were meant to become like supernovas in that sense. You know, like I always say that. To a certain extent, it's the experiences that create those, like, there, there's an argument that, is it the experience that creates supernovas, or are they born that way? And then it's just those experiences help them get there, you know? I think it's a bit of both, you know? I, I think James Brown, regardless of anything, he he wanted to make music. Like, that's that was just in his bones, and the experiences that he had just took him there on that specific route if that makes sense but what do you think marlon yeah um i think i think that um like the term well like supernovas uh okay hold on 
So yeah, gather you, what, good, I, what gather I, your thoughts. What I think about this is that I feel like anyone uh, has the ability to become a supernova. I feel like uh, some people just have an easier job at doing it than others. So when you're born, uh, people are born with uh, talents that they have, right? Yeah. Some people are born with it. Some people are not born with it. But regardless of that, it just like being born with talent just uh, gives you like a, a head start at, at things, essentially. For sure. Anything that um, someone, a talented person can, uh, can do, I, I also think that uh, someone that can just work hard at and like I guess passionate about that craft could also reach that point. May not be exactly at that point uh, as the yeah. person that is talented to do it, but they can get close to it at least. So I I think anyone I think anyone has the capability of becoming a supernova. I do feel like people uh some people are just born uh to be a supernova like it's just natural for them like it, they don't they don't have to really like force anything it's just everything kind of mm. just gravitates towards them um but i do think everyone has the capability of doing it for sure that's wild yeah it's interesting man it really is it's interesting because when you compare it to everyday people i think that's where like the, the mental health complexity kicks in you know right you have everyday people that are like okay well well why why am i not supernova nova what do they have that i don't have right how, how are they mm. able to do x y and z it, it looks it looks so crazy that some people say it looks completely impossible when when really there's a process of to getting where they were you know mm, sure and in, in any in anything right whether it's building a fucking vehicle building a business you know um getting to a professional level in music you know uh Anything you're doing, a sport, like there, there's a process to everything. There's a process to developing every skill that is the components to whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, so, supernova, fucking serpent, shrooms, weed, fucking Allah. I don't know who the fuck, but at the end of the day, there is there is objectively like a process to anything. I don't think it's fully just gifted talent, but at the same time, back on the shrooms and trippy shit. I don't fucking know, man. Like, I've been in a mode recently where I, I'm questioning a lot of things. Just like, how is, you know, how is any of this happening? You know, how is how is any of the, you know, the, the things that we're doing and the people that have talents and the things we're experiencing, how does shit, who's who's running that engine? You mm -hmm. know, like, who's running the engine of this is what I've been thinking about. But that's probably, like, some, some too far down the fucking rabbit hole type shit but uh, <laughs> what are your final thoughts on that and i got some questions for you but yeah what are your thoughts on all that um my only thoughts on that is uh like back to what you were saying marlon i i think i agree that like anybody has the capability to become a supernova like to do anything that a person with talent can do i do think that talent brings something different that like if you if you let let's let's speak in terms of rapping right because we're both rappers and like aj you obviously listen to a lot of music right sorry mm -hmm. aj i just read it there <laughs> um, <laughs> oh shit yeah you just uh, you just but, my real name <laughs> yeah I, my bad it's you I, can bleep that right it's isaac jones, <laughs> it's isaac jones. <laughs> fuck, fuck that nigga uh, aj <laughs> i don't know who aj right, is um, to be honest but yeah like to put it in terms of rapping like uh if you have somebody who 
who's talented and and just naturally has flow to like their lyrics you know that's gonna sound and come across a lot different than somebody who's been practicing their flow you like you'll still be able to put out music if you've been practicing your flow and your lyricism and everything but if you've got that natural talent i think that's to an extent what separates people like like j cole from i don't know like machine gun kelly let me ask you this like, real quick let me ask you there's, there's uh, <laughs> let me ask you this real quick. Yeah, what's up? because when, when i was doing shrooms last night for some reason i had the I, I needed to obsess over j cole i listened to like six hours of j cole yesterday like <laughs> crazy and i said something on shrooms that i was like bro j cole objectively i think is better raw talent than drake oh easy, easy. i think Easy. Uh, that's I, not, I agree. That's not even a hot take. <laughs> well, listen. Everybody here should agree. That, that, well, no question. Well, listen, and I said this. Then see, uh, let's see if we can go deeper there. I said, uh, I said, I think Drake is an actor. And they were like, what do you mean? And I said, hold on, follow with me here. I said, I'm high, but follow with me here. No one really has covered this part. If you look at Drake's upbringing, going, starting with Degrassi, Drake was built to be an entertainer. Drake yep. is more yes. Drake is more of a Michael Jackson than he is a Tupac. Oh yeah, I'm shitting on yeah. Right, wait, wait, yeah, wait, hold wait, on, wait, listen. Wait, listen, wait. listen, nigga. I'm about to shit on fuck, fuck this now. Listen. Hold on, let me finish it. So I think Drake is actually playing the character of being a rapper. Okay. I could agree. I think he that. genuinely okay. believes and loves music. I'm not doubting that. But I think he's playing a, the character of what a rapper I think he's playing the character of being a rapper. And I think J. Cole is a raw um, human that just happens to be fucking rapping. If that makes sense, right? Okay. Like, like J. Cole is more of a Nas, and I think Drake is more of a, you know, mm. I'm trying to think of a comparison. I can't think of another one. But, but like, going back to Degrassi and acting, I just think he's playing this character. I think there's certain things that he does that is a little bit more, again, like... I don't know. I'm I'm probably ranting now, but what are your guys' thoughts on that? Because I can't put my words on it, but mm -hmm. J. Cole is, like, is better at raw talent, in my opinion, than Drake is at his raw talent. Like J. Cole can roll out of bed and do what he does. I think Drake I think Drake is in the studio doing nine takes. You think so, eh? To get it perfect. It, here's here's my thing with yeah, go uh, ahead, Drake. So um I think Drake like especially right now drake is at a point of like his career where he's done everything yeah he he's literally done everything so for him like he he doesn't he doesn't need to push any genres he doesn't he doesn't have to push any boundaries or anything because literally anything that he releases will go number one <laughs> without facts. a doubt it, 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 it'll yeah. it'll go number anything. one. anything so I feel like Drake, anything. I mean, he released Tussie Slide, and that went number one. So like he can release anything. He released Cob, and like as I don't even want to say it's like as uh, as left field as that album was for me, it still it, it sold higher than than Donda, which is crazy. That, that's but, crazy to me. I, mm. Is, is Donda objectively better than another one? I'm, I can't speak on that. I, I didn't okay. give enough listen to Keep City going, Boy. Keep going, though. Keep going, Marlon. Keep going. 
okay, I, I don't want to get into the whole Donda and Seal beat debate, yeah, but on, um, what, what, I've, what I've tried to say is that um, Drake is at this point in his career that I see where he is just, um, he has no, he doesn't have that, that, that drive to, to um, really uh, put anything, like anything new, like anything that, that's like, he, ha- he has his formula that he's been uh, sticking to and yeah uh he he find he there's no reason there's no reason for him to go out of like his formula essentially cuz what he's doing is still giving him like the numbers uh, the money and everything so he's at a point in his life where he could literally do whatever he wants that that's where i see it and like yeah j cole j cole he's always been uh like a conscious a conscious uh uh like type of rapper so for him like the way i see anything that he puts out it's gonna be like from like his his heart like his soul like he released i don't know if you heard he released a song with benny the butcher it's amazing and um and it was featuring him he absolutely killed that i like absolutely bodied that 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 song is amazing produced by the alchemist and i think and i think kendrick does the same thing i think you know i think i'll tell you this bro and I want to hear your thoughts on this, Omar. I'll tell you this. And I know you guys are from Canada, and I'm probably talking shit right now, you know, because I love Drake. <laughs> I have a friend. I have a friend, AJ. Like, not me, AJ, but like a friend. Like, his name is AJ, too. Um, he's obsessed with Drake. And so I'll tell you this. And I told him the other day. I said, um, Drake is lucky that Kendrick and um, who else are we talking about now? Kendrick and J. Cole. J. Cole. He's lucky that Kendrick and J. Cole, in my opinion, um, don't put out enough music as like don't put out music as rapidly as Drake. He's really yeah. lucky over the last ten years they didn't do that. It would have been a little bit of a tighter race. He might he he might have been fucked a little bit. Like from a marketing. I think he would have been you know. Honestly, oh, yeah. I don't think so. Oh, you crazy nigga. Why? <laughs> I don't think so. I I get like he would have Drake. Drake, Drake would have still won, but they definitely would have ate, ate into his market share, dude. I don't no, even know I don't, Drake I don't think still so. Won. Everyone, everyone that listens to Drake, they probably like, like the the fans outside of like Kendrick Lamar and uh, like J Cole. I like. I feel like Drake was already like too big. Like even if Kendrick and Cole were were dropping like more frequently, they I still feel like Drake would 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 still be walking away like very easily dude they would have caught up dude if i was if i was the executive for Kent, i would have flooded the market i would have been like no nigga put all this shit out don't hold nothing don't do all that fucking- <laughs> i don't again i don't think so i don't think i don't think quan- i don't think quantity i don't think quantity would uh uh i guess well hold on we we, um, we all like a we all like an artist that does that you russ puts out quantity I, and quality I mean, yeah, I think you could definitely do both. I, I think if we're talking about Kendrick and J. Cole specifically, I think those are two highly capable artists. And if we did, like, anything we do get from them comes with a certain standard. You know, like, even, um, like, my least favorite Cole album is actually the offseason. But that still came to a certain level of standard. You know, I think if, if they put out things more often, it would retain that same le- level of quality. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how. Like, I'm. I'm just basing it off like if if Kendrick and and Cole if they released more more frequently, like 
yeah, they might be slightly a bit more popular, but I don't think they're getting close to Drake still, like at all. Like they're how far is it, it right now though? Drake like, is like, far, man. Drake, Drake is far. I, I, my Drake, perception is Drake, probably a bit off. Drake, Drake is like no, Drake, he is, Drake is as big as Michael is, Jackson was when Michael Jackson was big. He is huge. God damn. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling you. When a kid, when, no one is close to Drake. If a kid, if a kid was born in 2018, he knows who Drake is. Yeah, that's facts. That's like that's an example. I'll say that again for the listeners, because for people that don't really know about this music shit, if you had a if you if you if you had a baby 2015 and up, so that baby's anywhere between five, seven, eight. They have heard of Drake. That's what happened. That's what used to happen with Michael Jackson. When you were like Everybody six, you, you heard of him immediately, right? Every five-year-old has Drake, their brother's playing it, their mother's playing it, their father's playing it. It's in their ear. So that is objectively yep. how big he is. That is crazy to think about. Not every single kid at five knows who J. Cole or Kendrick is. That's what you're saying, that's Lamar. A, yeah. um, that's a Lamar. fair point. Marlon, right? So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I I feel like uh, Kendrick and J Cole they're too conscious they're too uh too much like pushing the genre as well. Drake is like just yo I got this song that everyone could vibe with you know like you know yeah you know you know who fucked up guys I I'll throw another curveball at you. you know who fucked up from like a branding perspective and like the business side and slowed down um who? um Childish Gambino. Really? You know what? I, see, he he's, money up, he's got his How? he's got his foot How? in a lot of different places, though. You feel me? Like from from a branding perspective, I feel like the way I see Childish Gambino, he he does whatever he wants to do. Yeah. You know? he he does literally anything. The guy had a comedy show. He's in Atlanta. You know, he's he's doing all this sort of stuff. Like he's a great actor. But well, why do you think he he really is? You know, he's I think he's just. I think once you get to the point where you have enough money to where you could do whatever you want and you're like a creative person to the point where you want to do multiple things, like yeah. only good things can come. That's that, true. You feel me? Like, and I, I and freaking I, love Atlanta. I understand that ADD because I have this podcast. I have a, um, I'm like a recruiting consulting firm. I got, um, couple other things like that so like i get it like actually now that i'm thinking about it like in, the, in like a real like <laughs> professional lens like i get the the need of like being add with your with your um with your efforts and and playing in different spaces and getting getting different bags and being a different creative moment so i, I actually i totally get it um i do believe though after that this is america song again just from a pure business perspective i would have fucking ran it I would have fucking put Chados Gambino's whole fucking th shoe down people's throats. I would have just ran it because he, I used to fuck with him back in 2015, guys. Mixtape era. Mm -hmm, no, Chados Gambino. Yeah, mixtape, yeah. Royalty, royalty. Yeah, Chados Gambino had a crazy mixtape run. Yep. So, you know, I just thought from a talent perspective, when he, when he put out This America, which was, a, 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 again, a song that crossed over. My mom heard that song. Right, mm. he could have done something interesting. Right, he could have, he could have maybe got to like, he could have had a really strong three year run. You know, fair enough. And the, are you saying like you you push that same sort of content from him as well? 
I don't give a fuck what he would have put out. He would have just, I just needed him to put out more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, what were you saying, Mom? The, uh, I'm just saying the the way you're making it sound like it's like he's he's like gone now. Like he's like he's he doesn't like put out music, like after, he doesn't put out music, <laughs> but he puts out other content. Uh, Gabino's more uh, he's more than just a, like a musical artist. Right. He's he's an he's an entertainer. You're right, and um. He may not be putting out music uh, so often, but he's doing like shows like Atlanta, which is a very good show. Yeah, it's about to come out again. Well, yeah. yeah, season three. I'm excited. For yeah, that. shit's about to um, be fire. All right, let me let me let me sprinkle in one of these questions here. We're gonna be here for a minute, but let's sprinkle in one of these questions. Um, let me see. Let's start with the first one. Um, should we allow our kids to debate us as they grow up? This is an interesting topic you chose. I actually have this actually has never been talked about on the podcast. So who wants to go first? Marlon? I'm chilling, man. You could go. <laughs> right, go, ahead. Yeah, go ahead, man. I'll give you my take. I on think it. we should. I think we should. But yeah, yeah, go for it. What's your take? Yeah, you want me to give you want me, you want me to tee it up for you? Sure. I'll sure. tee it up for you. Um This topic is on there because my mother did that. So my mother Grown up, as long as I didn't curse or raise my voice, I could challenge sure. anything in a professional manner. And she taught me how to do it. So, like, I'll give you an example. Take out the trash. Yeah. Well, I don't want to take out the trash right now, respectfully. Um, I'm mm. playing the game right now. Can I take out the trash in 25 minutes? Mm-hmm. A kid's typically not taught how to have that response. A kid's taught, like, yes, mom, go, like a robot. My mom was like, I don't want to raise a robot. I want to raise someone sure. that can respectfully challenge authority even at times around a certain narrative of, of self-control. Mm. Right. And so also like confidence, like doing what you want to do and like having clarity with what you want to do. And so she let me do that. Like there was shit, like there were times where, you know, we would argue about college or argue about like shit, the way I would treat my girlfriend or argue about, I don't know, fucking like deep shit, like real shit, life decisions. Like, and, like, we're having full-on blown debates and, like, family members are like, yeah. how are you doing this with your child? <laughs> and it was because, in my opinion, and I res- my mom created an independent thinker, bro. I think that was the outcome. She created an independent thinker that was able to think for themselves. You know, and shout out to Sydney, I love you, you know, my fiance, but, you know, she's been on the podcast a few times. She knows one of the things that I think was a flaw is that her parents had not created independent thinkers. You know, is and, and that's no knock on her. She knows that. Like, mm. you know, a lot of her decisions are connected to someone else's opinion. So I don't know. That's why I believe you should let your kids debate with you, in my personal opinion. Because if you teach them the framework of a debate, not an argument, not a disrespectful yeah. thing, a debate, then frankly, they can debate anything. Again, hey, go wash the dishes. Well, I'm kind of, I don't know, like I'm like drawn right now and I just kind of just want to do that. So can I do it in like 15 minutes and, you know, uh, I'll do a great job. <laughs> Imagine if a kid said that to you like eight. <laughs> You'd be like, actually, fuck it. Yeah, just keep drawing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I 100% agree. I think we should let our kids debate um, for, for a lot of the same reasons. But also, I mean, you touched on it. Like the word debate does not mean argument. Like two people arguing is completely different. Like. Like you said, you're you're creating an individual thinker. And 
I, I had similar experiences. Like I was able to debate my dad who um, I challenged his thoughts a lot. And what I think worked out really well for me is a lot of the time, if we'd have a debate and I'd come out losing because I didn't think about X, Y, and Z, you know, I came out of that learning something, you know, it, it forces me to, okay, I'm not thinking about it this way. So next time, like I'm trying to win the debate as a person, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a way to argue my way out of, uh, not arguing, debate my way out of doing the dishes, right? I might not win that art, uh, that debate, but I'm still learning in that process. I, th I think it's really good. You feel me? As long as I think, as long as there's clear boundaries that like, like you said, I've never, uh, I've never cussed at my parents either, you know, uh, or raising your voice past a certain level or like tone, you know, as long as those boundaries aren't being crossed by like the child and parent dynamic, I think it's fine. And I, I, I'd say it's a good thing. Wow. Marley, you want to mm -hmm. chime in on this one? You want to, you want us to keep moving? Yeah, I'm a, I'm just going to say as long as it's, uh, as long as everything is uh, respectful and, um, like, uh, like boundaries are kind of kept, like, um, like if I if I'm a parent and I tell you to do something, it's like you can't always like don't always like you could try and debate your way out of it, but you're still gonna do it. You feel me? Yeah. Like like you could, yeah, debate with me, but like I'm still gonna expect you to do it. You know, like I, as long as everything's like respectful, I think it's all good though. How are you? How are you both raised like financially, like and like 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 lifestyle wise? Like were you guys? Like I like for example, I grew up in West Baltimore, like fucking slums, guys. Like fucking, you know, I don't know. Like, like my mom to this day has, I don't know, maybe like thirty eight dollars in the account right now. You know, shit like that. Mm. That's not cool. Like it's hard. You know, it's not fun. Um, yeah. Were you guys in extremes like that? Were you guys? You know, I have I have other friends that were living in million dollar homes. How did you got? How were you guys raised? Like aesthetically and like lifestyle wise. Um. For me, I actually, I, I, I've had like a stable financial upbringing, you know, like we weren't rich, but we weren't poor. I never starved or anything like yeah. that, you know, um, something that I, I came to the realization like within the last year or so was like how much of a privilege being stably financial is mm. like that shit in itself was I, I had an epiphany, like a lot of the reason like the reasons why i'm able to do what i am today like making music to like a high level uh it, it came from the opportunities of being able to do all these different sort of extracurriculars as a kid you know i was in a bunch of things like my mom took me to the y i did taekwondo squash tennis you know i did swimming and all, all these things soccer you know i had the opportunity as a child to do a bunch of things and then pick one thing that I really, really loved out of all that. And now I'm like pursuing that. And that's all because of financial stability and the opportunity to just try things. You know, a lot of people don't have that. So I feel like it's just, it, it, it was just a huge privilege and a huge like epiphany that I had, you know, but what about you, Marla? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat too. Um, I've had a pretty stable, uh, up, upbringing like we weren't we're not too rich but like we're not poor um and like everything that 
I've had has been like a huge privilege. It's the whole reason why I'm like able, same thing with like what Omar's saying, this whole reason why we're able to, you know, still do what we want to do and, you know, still be like financially stable is because of our our parents and uh you know we just have to be uh, like i'm very grateful for them and uh without them like all of this wouldn't have happened so that's beautiful yeah. though dude honestly that's beautiful just coming from an area where that's not it's not incredibly common you know what i mean um that's amazing yeah that's amazing now you know i don't want to get too deep i can just say this um there was a there was a moment on the podcast yesterday where I was just talking about my dad who he's passed away now. He passed away when I was like like eighteen. Um but um I was just telling my girl like I was like he just you know, he tried his hardest, but he just did not do a great job, you know. Um mm -hmm. and there's many reasons around that and just how difficult it is to be a parent. You know, I don't have kids yet and me and my fiance are probably gonna try in the next three years and I'm just thinking about like you know, it's difficult, dude. You know, it's it's a hard task. For sure. You know, I think, you know, on, on some, like, more fun aspect of this, I had this idea one time where I was going to, like, do this TV show or this podcast where I was going to, like, have kids flip, like, flip, like, uh, facilitation or therapy and, like, tell parents what they <laughs> need more from their parents versus, yeah. versus you know, uh, the traditional model of, like, trying to, like, help people become better parents i i think because i don't think kids ever have a moment to share what their parents could be doing better for them right because one of the questions last night i was yeah. i was saying like you know what uh if you could choose one thing what do you think your parents could have done differently or better and the answers yesterday were so interesting you know that is an interesting question actually like that has me thinking because i think my parents did a pretty good job you know and and a lot of that another thing like i'm just realizing now you know you know as you like get older and you look back on your childhood and you're like there was a lot of stuff that i wasn't thinking about just because you know you're a child you're oblivious and you're self-centered and all that stuff you know but like there was a lot of problems that my parents covered up so that i didn't have to see that stuff and i think that contributed to why i'm the way i am today in a good way you know because like you have the opportunity to or you have you can make a decision as a parent to have that fight in front of the kids or save it till they go to sleep sort of thing you know and a lot of that like i didn't see my parents doing any like i don't i don't think at least like toxic shit or anything like that which i've heard from like a lot of the people growing up which uh a lot of the people that i grew up around like they did have those experiences that was kind of like a shock to me because that's just not what i knew but that should help me i think like a lot yeah yeah man um parents are good but but it's a hard thing it's a it's a, it's a fucking For hard sure. thing let me see um i actually was gonna do a before i hit you guys up i was actually gonna do a solo episode and like i wrote down really? a couple questions here um but uh, how do those usually go down like the solos you just yeah so what I do is I set like a little timer for myself for like five minutes and uh, yeah. I just look at the list like you guys and I just start picking picking things off that are just speaking to me, you know, because mm, typically right. I'll smoke before. So my mind's kind of just wandering. Sorry, and um, 
And then, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's solo episodes I've done that are, you know, an hour, hour and a half, you know, 30 mm. minutes, 45 minutes. It just depends, you know. Um, but let me see. I'll just pull, I'll pull one off over here. Um, we don't have to talk about Donda and, and see, you know, we don't have to do it from that angle, like comparing it to Drake. But what are your thoughts on Donda 2? It's not out yet, right? No, but it. All right. No. They're saying I don't. They're saying it's gonna come out either in the next thirty days to ninety days. <laughs> no one. I him. think. I think Donda. Like Donda one wasn't Kanye's best album by like any means to me, right? So I'm not really expecting anything great from Donda two if he's taking the same approach. Like Kanye as an artist, I I started. Like, I only started listening to Kanye uh, for, uh, you know, his album, Yeah, like the one with, oh, I'm bipolar, it's yeah. awesome, you know? Yeah. That's when I started listening to him, like, intently, you know? And following him from each album after that, the I, like, I'm a fan of the gospel stuff, but I don't think that's his greatest strength, you know? So I'm not really expecting anything. Like, I'm not expecting peak Kanye from Donda 2 at all. Do you know who's executive producing it? You know what? I, I, I heard about it, but I don't know off the top of my head. Tell me. Future, right? Yep. Future? Is, um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I'm going to like that. I, I forgot who else I now, now, do you guys, you guys a little bit younger, do you guys know like 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 Prime Future? I love you Future. Know. You know, I, no. I know Prime Future. You know what I'm talking I, about, I, I, I think I think I think I know what you're talking about. Like Mixtape Future? Mixtape. So I'll give like, you the dates right now. Prime Future was... And you guys are a little too young for this one. 2009 to 2015. 16. So. Maybe even all the way up to 18 with like Mask Off. Mask Off is peak future? That's what she said? It's the back half of it. It's the end of it. Okay. Yeah, it's the end of it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, That was his last big song publicly. But but besides his Drake shit. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have lots of love for Future. I think Future is um. He 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 does what he does well. Let, let's just say that. Um, to hear that he's executive producing Donda, like I mean, like it's kind of like mixed feelings. I mean, uh, like executive producers, they just um, they just uh like kind of organize like who uh like con- like the features and production so i don't think he's gonna i don't think it's like what he's gonna do is gonna be like too bad or like uh will bring like too like like not not kanye's like field i think it's gonna be uh, i think it's gonna be okay uh as for donda too i mean like i'm excited i think donda was really good um i can understand that uh, a lot of people they may not like the gospel side of kanye because again it's like he's shoving down uh his religious uh beliefs down you and yeah. not everyone may feel the same way about it but um i think donda does has like a good blend of uh mixing that soul and uh that the modern uh like hip-hop it, it did a lot of it did, it did a better job than jesus is king for sure you, oh okay that was my question so you think that donda did a better job meshing the gospel vibes yeah. than Jesus is King. That's yeah. what you're saying? For sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I disagree with that. For hold on, sure. like hold on. 100. Okay. 100. Hey, okay, okay. I'm about to end this. Let me, let me, let me explain. Let me explain. 
it did a better job messing it, it did a better job meshing meshing it for a mainstream audience oh they're fine I, i'm, I'm it, fine it did that. a better it did a better job period i see i don't know i think uh i think jesus jesus is king like eh, i don't know i think it had stronger gospel vibes which uh to to oh, reference sure what did. you were saying uh marlon like yes there's there's a aspect of you know you're doing gospel vibes and you're kind of shoving like your own ideologies down somebody's throat right but to me as, as somebody who's like agnostic and i don't really believe in it um i don't really care like it, it, it it's good music you feel me like i like to listen to gospel music like actually yeah, you like music you in like general, you, you respect the quality of it bro like you, exactly you like, like i will for sure i will always say and and it's great that we're talking about kanye for this as well because i don't i don't care really what the song is saying and i don't care what the artist has done in their own private life like when when people people tried to boycott kanye like when he was saying oh slavery is a choice and everything it's like you could disagree from what he's saying and what he represents and still appreciate the music that that's 100 like my thing i i i like gospel music that shit sounds fire so mm-hmm. all that to say i liked i definitely like if he's gonna do the gospel vibes I'd rather him go all into it like he did with Jesus is King instead of the Donda route well, where it's the mesh. But I see what you guys are saying. Like it is more of a mesh in Donda. And and you know he has to mesh it, right? To to Marlon's point too, and, and to your point yeah. as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Kanye is the perfect mesh of you know over obsessed over obsessing with product <laughs> and quality. You know, yeah. he loves quality, he loves product, he loves things being well made and well executed, but he also has an incredible ego. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's also a very hurt soul. Right? Like, that's yeah. another shit that we can get into another day. Like, like <laughs> mm-hmm. the going off of Donda, like, you know, objectively what happened to his mother, if you have any psychologist in the world, and I think there's actually videos out there where psychologists, like, analyze... Kanye over the last 15 year period of time when his mother passed away that's when everything changed you know he was always mm, yep. egotistical but he he had such a warm heart about him you know what I mean as soon as his mother died nigga went cold and now he just cares about I guess he says he cares about God I'm not gonna judge the man and just shitting on everyone else in his path you know yeah. he, just, he just devours everyone from a product perspective from a business perspective and he thinks he's still doing it at a music perspective. And if you really look underneath it for the hood, you know, his product musically, I think, like you said, there's an argument that could be made that it is really still high quality, you know? So, mm, I, you know, I yeah, I think there is an that. argument for that. But I would, I would say that, like, Kanye, I don't think is at its peak right now. No. I mean, I, no, I mean, for sure, for sure, for yeah. sure not, for sure yeah. not. Uh, I, I, again, like, the uh jesus is king like uh like i love gospel music too like uh come from a religious family so i love hearing uh like gospel music and when it comes to jesus is king it's like for like for a mainstream audience to kind of mess like it's kanye too like it's also like it's kanye Mm. but kanye before he released uh Kid Sea Ghost and um Yay, right? Right? Before 
Jesus is King? Um, was, was it? Was Life of Pablo? Uh, no. Was it? Life of Pablo. Okay. It was Life of Pablo. Yeah. It was Life of Pablo before Jesus is King. And then it was Ye and then. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Tell us, Anthony. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was Ye. It was Ye before Jesus is King, right? That was his last thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah Ye Anyways. is definitely before Jesus is King. Yeah. Okay. So people coming off of Ye, they're definitely not, I don't think, uh, like the Kanye like audience was expecting something so so gospel. Like he was doing his he was doing his Sunday uh like service. And you you like, saw that too, right? That's that's what I was yeah. gonna bring up. In his Sunday service is dope. I I love I love that. I love hearing mm. it. And like my only like honestly I don't even have an I think I think Jesus King is a good album. Like for me, like I I, I could listen to that like no problem but again when it comes to like just like the whole like mainstream thing mm. i just think donda donda it it, it appeals just it, even like just based off like the features that it has mm. it, you have like so many big names you have the weekend you have ariana grande you have little baby you have jay-z like yeah all, all those features and then that combining with the modern hip hop and then still keeping uh, his uh, gospel side and his message there, like I just think Donda is like the the better package, the the better package of right. what he's trying to portray. What I'd ask you is like, do you think that because it's it's more of a mainstream package that it's automatically the better package? Not automatically better. Hold I mean, on. I I don't think it's automatically better. I, I don't know. I just I, I like I like Donda a lot. <laughs> yeah. Donda's, Donda's good, bro. Donda's good. Like, like I've listened to it. I've listened to it multiple times. And yeah. that first listen that I that I had, like, I'm big on first listens. I feel like if yes. you had like an amazing first listen on like an album, then that album is like crazy. Because a lot of times yeah. when you have like a first listen on an album, it's like. And eh, like it's whatever, no, I, I feel, but especially, that's what Donda was for me though. It, 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 yeah, first yeah. listen, I only I only listened to it one time because my thing, like I I'm with you when it comes to um, first listens are a big thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, if if I give your entire album a whole listen, and it doesn't stick for me, I I don't mm -hmm. feel like I want to go back and listen to it. Then to me, it's yeah. like it's it's just whatever and and it may change in the future but off of that first listen like that's how you're gonna attract a, a new listener me, you feel me let, let me ask the both of you guys something the both of you guys are uh, are music and, and artists and musicians how do you how do you architect the first listen so do you think about that when you go to make the album like i want the listeners to because you just said something strategic you said if you could make it a good first listen type album then you'll probably have you know more people listen to it long term how do can you, is there is there an architect like can you architect that can you create that what do you think marlon um i'm just gonna base off my experience because i was in i'm in the process of making like an album and um you can't well the way i see it is you can't really it really depends it really depends the sequencing helps if, right yeah sequencing is huge like you have to definitely uh like uh that has to be a strategy when coming up when you're putting your songs uh in a specific order for sure um but i think like the whole the whole idea of like first listens if 
I'm just going to relate it to Call Me If You Get Lost. Because I think Call Me If You Get Lost had an amazing, like, that first listen was probably one of the, like, peak first listens that I had all of last year. Fair and enough. I think the main reason why is because it was very, like, cohesive. Like, the, the album is very, like, it's it's tied down. Like, he has themes, like, throughout the album that play throughout the whole album. It's like, it's almost like, almost like a like a soundtrack or like a like a movie i guess because yeah. he has a dj he has dj drama throughout the whole album saying like witty comments and stuff <laughs> and i don't know it just it just ties it down perfectly so when it comes to like creating like i guess like art like making that first listen like amazing or like for your listener it's just it comes down to like repeating elements um uh like cohesive themes cohesive themes that kind of like uh play into each other it, it just has to be like well thought out and it has to start off with like has to start off like off like really well i don't know how to explain it like really well there's there's a few co- cohesive <laughs> albums out there i'll just name a few like tabab tabab is a uh immaculate album uh from start to finish uh care for me by sabo that is um <laughs> very very cohesive album about mental health and a very important album if you haven't listened to it uh i feel like you should listen to it um and yeah i don't know like first listens man they they just get you <laughs> yeah i feel like um when it comes to like making a cohesive album you know like i was literally listening to 2014 forest tales like uh, yesterday I listened to music when I sleep like on a speaker you know so I was listening to that and that's that's another album I'd say is like really cohesive from start to finish and I think what uh what made me think that like I literally had that thought while listening to it each song kind of flows into one uh, into the next you know like it's uh it's almost as if lyrically and musically the artist is trying to tell a story and with any story you need a beginning you need a middle and you need an end an end so like musically i should be able to hear the beginning of this album and the end should sound like an end you know that's a thing there are songs that sound like they belong in the middle or the beginning of an album or the end and that could definitely mess like the cohesiveness of the album up so i definitely agree with what you're saying uh marlon the approach to take to making that i think i don't know i'm a, i'm still figuring that Honestly, shit out myself <laughs> i don't i don't think there's an approach to it man you know i you, think it's just I think, I think there's just like i like i i i've tried and like i have like i have like an album like kind of in the back already but mm. like the way the way i did it it was just i don't even know how cohesive it is because I'm me and my homies are the only one that's like kind of really heard it. Like no one else yeah. has really heard it, right? And um, it's like, it's like you could, like, I I never tried to force anything out. Anything that kind of happened, I would just let it happen. And I the 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 approach that I took it, I just tried to whatever whatever I could make, like whatever songs I made, I would have like let's say i'd have like 20 songs or 30 songs made i would pick the ones that kind of 
they 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 mesh together. They mesh well when yeah, they you listen to it in one setting, together. right? I feel you. And that was kind of like the whole process. Did like we scrapped some, and then we added new ones, and we're like, nah, this one's not it. Doesn't really fit it, and scrapped that, and then kind of just like a repeating process. You know, that's what an A and R does. A and R. Yeah. So, so the, I've always wanted to be an A and R, and A and R is responsible for like the sequencing of the album. Ah, so they'll listen okay. to like so let's say and you know let's say an artist you know sidebar real quick add first moment i think russ i think russ needs an a and r right now that's just a complete different sidebar i don't know how much you guys actually listen to russ or know about his i took a listen to his la to his latest album it, it was i don't listen to a lot of russ that was pretty much the first i heard of him but it was a pretty it was a good first listen yeah like yeah if we're on the topic it was but mm. not good enough that i went back to it yeah um mm. but so like i guess to use him as a case study russ probably has a catalog of almost 400 songs by now he does he puts out an album a week i mean a song a week or every other week for like you know 30 weeks in a row you know what i mean um mm. and since he owns all his catalog you know he'll drop a song and make 30 bands in in seven days because he owns the rights and that's his old mentality right um but Besides Chomp 2, he hasn't put out a cohesive album in a long time. And Chomp 2 is, is like real rap shit. It's not even really what, yeah. what he actually is. And so an A&R for him, and just the example of what an A&R does, they would take like 90 of his songs and be like, bro, this is how we're going to take these 18 or these 14 or these 12 and we're going to sequence them into the album, kind of like what Marlon was talking about. But they're going to choose them for the artist, right? So it's like a it's like a... You know, a CEO runs a company, a COO guides the CEO. So it's kind of like that, you know, uh, you know, an A&R guides the artist on. So, for instance, you guys know who Ben Baller is? No, yeah. not familiar. The guy that makes jewelry, Ben Baller, you know, he was, you know, he was a, he was an A&R to three Method Man albums. Oh, geez. For an example. Nobody, not people, you know, he was behind the scenes with like, you know, Biggie's last album. Or in Dr. Dre, like shit like that. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, mm. So I'll help sequence the albums, take all your songs and be like, bro, this should go number one, this should go number nine, this should go number six, based off the listen and the sound. So, hey, Marlon, I have a question for you. Like, mm -hmm. and this is kind of tying on to what you were saying uh, just now, but uh, like when it comes to, when it comes to making like your album or your whatever project, you're working on what like how does it work for you in terms of whoever you're working with do you have like final say because it's like your song you know what i'm trying to say like because i know uh, what you're saying like with with a sequencer right like or or ar that's what you called it right and and, and um, a and r and and, and omar &R. you probably know this better than i or or marlon rather most i mean most artists at your guys level won't won't have that in yeah, their crew but, of course but, but keep going yeah. out with the question yeah, like, like, see, my thing is, um, I feel like I struggle with this a lot because me as an artist, I hear something in my head and I'm like, I want it to sound like this. So let's do this. Right. But, but I have a sort of team that I'm working with. So it's important mm -hmm. for me to kind of consult my team and come to a common like conclusion or consensus about what direction we want to take the project. But, I, but I feel like at the end of the day, since I'm the artist and it, it it's, coming from my sort of perception of how i want it to to sound 
I should get final say. And I, like, uh, even on my team, like, the guys agree, like, I do have the final say, but I just don't know Who makes up where team? I sit with it. Uh, it's me, uh, my boy Midas. What does he do? He makes uh, samples, producer, he's a bassist. Like, in music, drums and bass, they kind of go together, like... So he's a bassist, I'm a drummer. We went to school together. It's good shit, you know? And um, my engineer, who's basically the guy I do the podcast with, his name is Soko. And um, yeah, that, that, that's basically my team right now. And I know there was, there was like one instance where we were in the studio and I, I did a song that was pretty like, I guess singing wise, I wasn't there yet. So it was hard for my engineer to work on it, right? But the problem came up because... I had the raw files that I did and the raws sounded good to me, but when he went to go start working on it, it didn't sound good anymore. Right. So we were like, what direction do we want to take this? What do we need to change? Is it on me? Is it on you sort of thing? How do you feel about that Marlon? Like, how do you navigate those sort of situations where a change needs to be made and you, you might hear something in your head and like somebody on your team might hear something different. How do you, how do you navigate that? All right. So, um, yeah so the artists i agree with you the artists like me and you we def we definitely should have final say and what we're doing because it's yeah. really it's like it's our song right for sure but um i always take so i got two main people that kind of work with me um one's a producer actually both of them are producers and then the other one is more of he he deals with like the more technical side of things like the engineering and the, the mix the mixing of it mm. so there's a lot of times where it's like i may have like something like a they they all know me and i'm crazy when it comes with ideas and stuff yeah. and they're like yo there's no way you could do this there's no way you could do this and i'm just like bro let's just let's just do it like like why not right Mm -hmm. stop and fucking like, telling me no like just get this shit done. <laughs> <laughs> no they, they they don't they don't tell me no they don't tell me no but they're just like yeah. yo you're crazy like 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 what is this like we, there's no way you can put it in it's like yo why, like why not like like why why can't we right and it's like it, it's just like i'm not you, you just gotta have people that are like on like the same same page as you like they have yeah. like that same vision they they could see what you want to see essentially and like yeah i have people like they definitely come up to me and be like yo like this this thing this record this take that you did honestly isn't that good mm -hmm. and if i like personally love the take then i'll be like I, I would hear them i'll be like okay like i'll try it again but like if if it doesn't work out like if it doesn't sound the way it did in this original take then i'm a i want this take because i have like this kind of like studio at home Mm. like my own studio and sometimes when it gets to like um because I, I i have the studio at home and then i record at my boy's place where we do the like official recordings yeah but sometimes what happens is is like i'll record like an idea at home and it would sound really good that like it would sound really really nah, good i know what you mean yeah and then i would go to the studio yeah and then i'll try to be like yo <laughs> what is happening <laughs> like yeah. it's not good it's not good and i'll be like yo let me just use the recording that i had back home man yeah. and let's just call it a day and then they'll be like yo but this recording isn't like it's not as clear as it's not the one in the studio <laughs> yeah. and i'm just like man like uh, come on man i can't i can't do it again 
you just gotta like, have to work like with that. these bro no nah, yeah. i feel you that's it, happened to me it's just like like you, you you'll be around people that like you know they 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 know what's good for you they, they'll definitely call you out on your shit for sure and i expect them to call me out on my shit yeah they already do so it's just yeah i'll feel you i don't know yeah hey guys i apologize i just got this crazy ass email while we were just talking i apologize um okay. i have stopped in this company and it uh it just sent me an email. Like I got this stock back in 2018, October 19th, and it just sent me an email that your stock grant has been canceled. So, shit. Yeah, that should not happen. Like, what the fuck, nigga? I didn't. I didn't do, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's odd. So essentially, what you do is like when you like I'm an advisor to the company. I helped build the company early on. So like, you know, that's odd. Anyway, that just threw me off. Um, Everything you guys were saying was amazing, is what I'm saying. Because I, w- I was kind of listening because I was on fucking autopilot looking at this goddamn email. Um, <laughs> but um, what's the summary of everything you guys just said, like, overall? Like, what's, what's, um, the, what's the final thoughts on it? Just, like, be, I, I guess, like, being able to have those conversations mm-hmm. with your team, you know, and, yep. and just trusting them to call you on your bullshit. Because, like, everybody's going to bullshit sometimes, you know? There's always going to be a take that I might like that uh, might not be the best for the project. And you know what? I think what's what the best approach to take with it is not necessarily what you, the artist, might think is best, but what is the best for the song that you're working on or whatever project. You yeah. Like, what is the what does the song need? Because that's, I think, the most important Hey, hey, Omar, let me let me ask you this real quick, actually, that we didn't even do this traditional part yet. We've just been fucking talking for like an yeah. hour. Um, what is like the story from the angle of um, why only a few songs? Why rap? Why rap now or sing or like actually be an artist now outside of just a musician? Um, like, what are some of those standard questions that we can get out the way? Like, like what? Um, because what I think is interesting about the both of you guys, like both of you guys seems like you're making the decisions the decision right now to be an artist like you're kind of like it's kind of like clicking for you guys like yeah like yeah like i might actually try to like have a career in this like Mm. i might try to like like live life financially off of this is that is that i guess am i assuming or is that where the both of you guys are right 100 percent. i mean what what about you marlon that's that's 100 percent the case for me sorry sorry say that again are you are, are you essentially like has it clicked in your head like yeah i'm gonna try this artist thing at like a real professional level like i'm gonna try to like make money off of this mm. uh yeah again yeah it, i think i've talked about this in the last time i was on here it was it was never just uh about uh like the money perspective it was just something that um i was very passionate about yeah and I was like, why not, like, instead of, like, like half-assing it, because I'm kind of, like, a perfectionist, like, why not just try and get it to a professional level? Yeah. Even though we're not really backed by, like, any, like, professional people, you know? Just kind of, like, just do it ourselves. I'm big on that, so. So, so, so why now, Omar? Like, like, what's, like, what is the story, bro? Like, why now? Um... Well, I've, uh, like I said, I was, uh, or yesterday, you know, uh, I've, I was in school for music, 
uh, for high school, right? And I took jazz, and basically, uh, you know, I was half-assing, I was half-assing the rapping thing in in like early high school with some of my boys. Um, but what it really was was I came to a conclusion one day uh, that what I wanted to do in life was. And this might this might come across as shallow at first, but what I really want in life is to be famous. And what I mean by that is like I see myself as an entertainer very much so. I'm I'm inspired by people like James Brown, who I think he's one of like the hands down best entertainers of of like all time to me, right? But um yeah, I came to that conclusion that like I wanna be famous, I wanna entertain people on a stage like I want to fill out a, a football stadium so the only thing that I needed to figure out was how I'm gonna get there and I knew that by playing jazz which is something I really love to do you know I love playing drums jazz I love being a drummer but the style of music I was playing wasn't gonna get me that football stadium uh of a crowd you know eyes on me I like that shit um so I decided all right I need to be the the guy that everybody has their eyes on, which is either a singer or a rapper or whatever the case may be. So I just started practicing, I guess, you know, writing songs to or writing lyrics to beats, you know, uh, recording them on my phone because I didn't have any of this like equipment that I use now. But I started that shit in high school and um, eventually I just got better. <laughs> and uh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm just using my it's 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 sort of easier for me because I'm just using my musical background and applying it to this, you know, and then like I feel like I, I have somewhat of natural instinct when it comes to music just based on the music that I listen to. That's that's a big thing for me. Like mm -hmm. I, I mentioned uh, when we were talking off air, but I listen to a bunch of different stuff like uh, I like Brazilian music. I listen to funk, you know, classical. So I take inspiration from anything that I hear that's cool. And I'm just like, all right, I know how to apply this for this song. So for me, it's just, I like, this is what I see. This is the vision I have. I'm just like, I don't see myself doing anything other than performing in front of a stage. I, I feel like I was born mm -hmm. to perform, born to entertain people. How, how, and this is just the way I'm doing it. How soon you... Can I give you can I give you a creative entrepreneurial idea how you can perform sooner than you 100%. think? One hundred percent. That's interesting. That I'm ex dude. I'm excited, bro. I'm, I'm like, I'll tell you guys another quick sidebar. Like when yeah. I first got into music at like fourteen, bro, I used to get really into like finding like gems. Like yeah. you never know. I might have just stumbled upon two fucking <laughs> like you never know, bro. Like you guys might turn yeah. into some <laughs> shit, or you might not. Like I believe in you. I love you guys, but like you never yeah. fucking know. Like. So that's dope. Um, all right, so here's an idea. I said this to this artist years ago. There was a let's go. Let's use Russ as an example again. Actually, Russ sure. in like 2013, 14, he had this like fan base, like this literal fan base of like 400 kids in like a, a little tiny, a little tiny a town in Russia. This kid got all his friends together like i think literally like three or four hundred of them i think we all paid like twenty dollars for a ticket the kid's dad owned a uh like owned like a little place you can do like little mini concerts at like a little town hall 
Yeah. And the kid did all the logistics, book, booked his hotel, flew him out, paid for his ticket, you know, set up a little thing at the at the concert, like snacks and fucking whatever the case is, his rider. And um and he did a show, dude, and probably made like made like two grand and just broke even and just took some of his homies with him and just like did a concert in front of people for the first time ever from having like six thousand fans. Like six thousand people, period, listen to his shit. But he had a little pocket of, of of human beings in a part of the world that wanted to like fuck with him. So yeah, the, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like the tip for you guys and and and, and Marlon, we talked about this last time. And I've told other artists that have come on here. I want to start seeing artists value and respect and realize that those pockets can exist. One hundred percent. You can have little pockets of like a hundred and eighty people, nigga. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred and eighty that will go in a backyard of a fucking mansion. You could go on Airbnb, book a fucking big ass mansion for like three hundred bucks, and go in like the backyard and put a hundred people there, and have each person yeah. pay twenty five bucks to see. That is real, bro. And I okay. think there are examples like Russ and other people that have done that, but people keep trying to chase this this massive level first, which I I, I want you to get to that level. But I think yeah. more than I want you to get to that level, I think I want to start. And I don't know if I should start a fucking record label. I don't know what I should do, but I'm trying to get artists to realize that like, there's like a little tiny step that you can take first that's like sure. fucking crazy. Like imagine uh-huh. making three grand and like performing in front of people like in six months. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that, but like Russ did that like like literally. That's like a real case study, like a real example. I mean, I'm 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 game for any sort of like concert that's that's available like i've already reached out to some people who like run sort of concerts and are looking for artists to do that stuff but you know obviously covid is putting like that at a lower performance rate whatever um yeah but i'm i'm always down like i i want more experience rapping in front of people because i i I haven't Mm -hmm. done that like i i need to get good at that before i could fill out a stadium of course you know so i'm on yeah the 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 baby steps first i'm just when i say i want to fill out a football stadium i'm like that's that's long thinking i know that shit's gonna take time you know but um Mm -hmm. no i just yeah and i just gave you that idea too not even like saying like thinking big is not a good thing i think i was just giving a statement of like i don't think artists like you guys ever hear of examples like that I, I I haven't, and you know, that shit like, is great for real. You know, it's it's crazy. Like like like, I don't think people realize like the process to it as well. Like you can you can form a little community on Twitter. You can connect with a person that maybe is good at logistics and fucking project management, and can say, you know what, I got like a hundred friends that are probably that really fuck with you because like I'm in high school and I can get my dad involved and like we can like figure this out logistically and get you out here. Like that's mm-hmm. some dope shit to me, and I just think I don't know like. It's, it's a, it's a mindset that artists, I don't know, for some reason, in my opinion, don't think about like the email newsletter shit and going direct to consumer, like all those things. It's just, it's strategic. Like, and I just, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have thoughts, but like, mm. maybe, maybe I should really get into like fucking management or something. I don't fucking know. But like, I think it's something that people need to think about, you know? Yeah, no, a lot of, a lot of artists, especially like artists, like starting off like me and omar they don't really think about uh the actual like marketing side or like management side uh that that comes after you uh like release the music a lot of artists just think like man i'm gonna release this song the song is fire it's gonna (laughs) do so many it's gonna do so much numbers just just watch i'm not even gonna have to do anything 
like i'm just gonna release it and it's gonna blow up overnight mm. and like honestly i thought that too i think i, I thought i had some fire <laughs> songs that when i no, first started i was like yo this is this gonna but even if gonna you gonna got go a crazy. fire song like even if you have a fire song it, it really doesn't matter like you yeah, need to push it, it. That, it. that's just yeah, part you have of the to game push you, know? it. you have to push it and like as much as i hate the 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 marketing side of music and the the advertising side of stuff like it, it's it's something that you just have to do like it's a necessary do it. yeah it's a necessary thing it, eventually hopefully we could get in a position where the actual artist doesn't have to do it themselves they actually have people to do it for them that's like that's a thing already, like a, i mean like but not at our level sort of thing but that's people do that i right? mean yeah you could definitely get that yeah. like you could pay people to do yeah. that but like i ain't got money like yeah, that so for real for real bro. <laughs> but that's even another thing too bro like i want to i want to show some of you guys how you can do like leverage partnerships and relationships right mm. like there was a moment like earlier in this podcast i was sitting here high thinking like do i want to like try to convince these niggas to start like a like a like a rockefeller label <laughs> like 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 you <laughs> Bro, like for real, like you should network your, you should network on Twitter and like find like six niggas and just say, all right, these two guys are rapping. This is the business dude. This is like the influencer marketing connection dude. And shorty, you over there, you're gonna be our executive assistant girl and do like our emails and and manage our social media accounts and and you know and do like all this project management shit. Like that's what Rockefeller did, bro. That's what Dame mm. Dash, Jay Z, and Biggs did. Nobody would give him a deal. Mm -hmm. They didn't wait, right? Dame Dash handled all the shit that I'm talking about now. Jay-Z was the artist. And then Biggs was uh, just this marketing and relationship genius. Mm -hmm. So you guys can do this, bro. You guys can put your little Rockefeller group together and just start just start crushing shit. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely a possibility. Um, it, it's just, like, I have... Uh, like if I were to like kind of do something like that, to find people like I'd have to find like like-minded people. Yeah, that's uh, That would be like on the same page as me, and yeah. that itself is gonna be like very difficult. Mm. Cause like I only I have like three people right now, and getting that like all together like on the same page, it definitely took some time yeah. to 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 kind of do that. So mm. finding that like whole team, it's gonna be. It's gonna take a while for sure, but we'll get there. We'll get there. What are your thoughts? What are your final thoughts yeah. now, Omar? Uh, pretty much the same thing. I mean, like I'm always see. I think I think my thing is that I have a I have a fear of getting trapped into a situation. You know, like I don't labels freaking scare me. I, I said that shit before, but um. What if you, st what if you like, start the situation? Well, if I start, that's still that's still somewhat <laughs> trapped though. You feel me? Like it's still you still in it you know but um yeah i i think i agree like pretty much with what marlon said it's just a matter of finding like-minded people who are mm -hmm. all on the same page who all agree where the money's going of course and like money is the least of the problem it's really like that like-minded shit do we have the same vision that's that's another thing mm -hmm. you know because what i want to do if that if that doesn't line up with the people i'm working with then like they're, we're gonna reach an impasse at some mm. point you feel me so mm -hmm. it's it's just really that finding people who who you could be clear about your visions with and you know discuss that shit further you feel no me? that's 100 percent. you um 
I was surprised. No one's ever picked this topic before. You picked this, Marlon. You're gonna trip on this one. He picked. Uh, uh. He picked. Should should men be allowed to hit female superheroes? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> and I didn't even put this topic in here. I didn't even know this topic existed. Bro, I saw that shit. No, I I, I don't. <laughs> I, look, the way I see it, man, like. Cause, Cause, I'm into comics. You know, I'm into anime and all that shit. But I, I, I was into comics from a kid, right? And I was thinking, like, what, what are we talking about here? Like, are you telling me that Wonder Woman shouldn't get hit? What, bro? Some there are some incarnations where Wonder Woman's stronger than Superman. That doesn't make sense. If, if you eliminate the physical, the physical advantage that men have over women, if you eliminate that, is it okay to hit women? In a superhero world, I'm not saying like us, you feel me? But I'm saying if, if it's superheroes, throw them hands, bro. She's she's strong. She could she take nah, you. You feel me? Like <laughs> I don't know. No, nah, keep going, dude. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Keep going. Nah, that that, that that's pretty nah. much it, man. Like if if she can take the hands, <laughs> what are, what are we talking about, bro? If she can take the hands, if she's probably stronger than most other men superheroes <laughs> yeah hell yeah it's okay to hit it i don't know shit <laughs> what do you think marlon uh, it's, it's like the question like it's like <laughs> can, can you repeat the question again it's like Dude, the, qu- I need the question to hear it is again. the question is should should male superheroes be allowed to hit female superheroes yeah 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 i mean like they're, they're superheroes you know you feel so me? They they're, not, they're not like <laughs> us. So, so they the, don't apply. So the principles of, of normal society does not apply. Okay, that's that's a good question. All right, because I feel I feel like they shouldn't. But then you you get into the argument of like, well, that's that's where vigilante comes into play. Like they're ignoring the law because they might be able to do something about a given situation. But the law is clearly there in order to protect people. You know. I think there are situations in which the law doesn't really apply to a certain situation, you know? Especially if we're talking about superheroes, the law wasn't made for superheroes. You feel me? Like, the law was made for us normal folk. It, it shouldn't apply to a whole different plane of people. You feel me? That, that, that's my thoughts, though. Yeah, I think I think uh, when it comes to, like, superheroes, I don't... And, like... Uh, like like the physicality I, I i don't think uh like superheroes are like uh super villains they don't they don't care like what gender you are <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, they 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 wouldn't they would it wouldn't matter to them yeah. it's just like it's just like if if you're not on my if you're not on my side then you're gonna get knocked like that's how it is you feel me but like if we're not talking superheroes then like that's a whole nother yeah, yeah, yeah that's a whole course. nother conversation like for sure. All right, I'm gonna ask a question that's gonna, you know, we gotta watch how we answer this. We might get canceled, right? so we gotta watch how we answer this, guys. We got, we all gotta, you know, in a 2022 world, we all have to be very conscious of how we speak here. All right. Sure. So, my mom's older, so she doesn't fall into this category, and she's not like in any sort of like creative landscape, so she she can never get canceled. And any nigga that tries to cancel my mom, I'll cancel you. So. um <laughs> <laughs> she said this, bro. She said to me, growing up, that if a female were to punch you in your mouth, I'm giving you the green light to hit her back. 
My mom growing up, taught, growing up. I never did it. I never did it. Um, but even to this day, like for instance, I'll tell you guys a vulnerable story. Um, me and my girl, we're in an open relationship, and I think. Bro, really? did I okay. No, you actually didn't. Yeah, so I'm okay with my girl fucking the other women. Like that's, mm. but not, not me, men. Me, me doing. I, we're getting, we're we're finishing the loop. It's a whole another story, but right. um, but I mean that quite literally. Like she has like a little girlfriend. She like it's emotional, it's physical. Like because I don't own her, I don't run her. It's an ego. Like I can teach, yeah. you, I can tell you guys about that another day of how we got there, but um. Hold on, how, oh, how am I connecting it? So we got into a situation with this, with I guess our girlfriend, if you want to call it that, where they crossed a line that broke the contract that we had set up. And um, I reacted really emotionally to the point where my mom asked me, because I was upset. She's like, did you hit her? I always told you to be, I was like, no, I did actually. My mom is like this G where like, she thinks there are moments where, like, they're just human against human at this point. Um, so, politically correct, my question to you, how do you feel about that? You don't have to say whether you would or wouldn't, but how do you feel about that? You know, humans, you mean... humans protecting and, you know, defending themselves against another human, saying, fuck the, the gender. I think there there's always a possibility that you step into a situation or you find yourself in a situation where a woman's being aggressive or something like there's a, you could you could throw any example out there and say this is a situation where it would be acceptable to hit a woman in self-defense or something like that i i think there can be a situation like that but i think that at the end of the day you can avoid hitting like my thing my thing personally is i'm not gonna hit anybody you know if apprehension is a different story if a woman put her puts her hands on me i could grab her arms i could you know toss her on the bed you know there there are ways to get around that but hitting is like you could you could kill somebody by hitting them especially if it's like a man to woman sort of thing you know you could definitely kill somebody yeah especially if you're not being thoughtful about how much strength you're actually putting it into, yeah uh put it putting into your your hands or whatever you feel me so i think there's always ways to avoid that but even more so than that there are ways to de-escalate a situation before it gets to that point you know like you could leave you feel me like like you could literally leave and and the, mm -hmm. i've had situations not even when it comes to like a girl but there have been situations where like i've gotten in a heated argument and a heated situation with my dad where like we we might have been able to fight and, and i needed to just go off and cool down you know because if i stayed in that situation and things escalated we would have been fighting you feel me so the I, I don't really believe that you can get so angry that you lose control of yourself like i've i've always even in my angriest states, I've always retained my consciousness, you know? So I don't, you see what I'm saying? Like there's no, always, you. there's always a situation mm -hmm. where it could be somewhat acceptable, but I still think there are ways to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with uh, Omar. Uh, you should, well, the way I see it is like, I would never like me personally. I would never lay hands on, uh, on a woman. 
um even like no matter what uh, situation just because of the way that i was raised mm. and my mom and stuff um like there's always other ways it could be mm. uh you could go about the situation again it, the only times it's like i would say it's acceptable is if it's in self-defense like if you got if, if she like wailing on you and like you can't like like she tried to kill you like <laughs> <laughs> definitely like like do what you got to do to get yourself out of the situation but don't like overdo it like once you're out like just just leave like, yeah or like figure something out you know yep. but um yeah again there's always i feel like there's just always better ways to go about it for sure so do you guys actually let's let's do a different little spit on this any questions you have for me you know you know marlon you've got to know me a little bit here you know omar you know you're, you're getting to know me a little bit any you know we can, you guys can ask me anything you know any questions that you think. have See the thing is, I'm really bad. I I would have I would have had a bunch of questions because like I remember, I remember I was watching you guys' episode and I was just like, oh, like this guy knows a lot. But like through talking, you know, you sort of answered some of the questions mm -hmm. that that I've already had. You know, so I don't think I have any off the top of my head. What's but I mean, like, what what are your views on on what we were just talking about? Uh man. Um Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I think for me I would never hit a woman for the pure physical aspect of it, the 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 you know, the force. Mm. Um that's just not cool. Uh yeah. I think this is what I do mm -hmm. think though. I think certain men verbally I think this is what I think. I think there are times where women, based off of being a woman, don't get the same amount of treatment that a man. Like for example, so if 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 I if I were to get angry at a man, I do believe verbally I'm, I should give the same level of energy I give a man a woman. I think physically it's different. So that is something that my fiance would say. Like I hold her just as accountable verbally as I would a man. You okay. know, and that doesn't mean disrespecting her or calling her out of her name. That just means like. I'm not a yes man. I'm not a fuck boy. <laughs> okay, mm. that's like the best way to put it. That's <laughs> how she would put it. And I think there are, you know, that is one thing that I do kind of want to help like just men, period. Young men especially like there is a certain level of confidence and 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 swag and and energy and and clarity that you that you that you have in your person when you're dating someone that you care about and not letting them you know, emotionally dictate how you are emotionally. You know, yeah. I think being stoic in a relationship mm -hmm. is very important. So, um, hey, you mean being stoic for a man in a relationship? I think yeah. so. With 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 how you navigate your woman, like I was talking to my friend Gay today, mm. he he allows women or anybody that he dates, you know, but he dates women um, to dictate his emotions consistently, mm. you know, and let his emotions sway. So if she's upset with him, the emotion will sway. If she's hurt or she's in pain. His emotions will sway, and you know, what we were talking about is how we've learned to to be a little bit more stoic and be a little bit more consistent mm -hmm. with 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 our values. And you know, if you're upset about something, that does not mean I need to then fall into a pocket with you or because of you. Yeah. You know? So no, I agree. Those are my thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. 
Were you gonna say Marlon? Yeah. Oh no no I I I'm nothing. I'm, I'm no. so so the both of you guys right are in a situation where you're trying to do something creative. What's uh what's the most frustrating part about this process for you, uh, Omar? Um. Ooh, I forgot I I forgot I picked that shit. <laughs> Um, I think the, one of the most frustrating things for sure, and I think Marlon could, uh, probably relate to this as well as like the perfectionist aspect, which I, I feel like a Ooh. lot more artists are perfectionists or at least that, that I've heard. Like, I know like Corday, I remember I was watching a interview and he, he said he's a perfectionist too. And I'm sure a bunch of artists are, but like the perfectionist aspect of, you know, you make a song and you might like it at first, but, you know, uh, part of my process when I'm making stuff is I'll make it, I'll download it onto my phone, I'll listen to it for like a few days, and I'll hear stuff, and then I'll go back in the studio, fix stuff, you know? At a certain point, you might, or I might, like, hear the song in its entirety and just think, I don't like this in its entirety. And, and that's really frustrating for me. It's like, I put a lot of time into this one song or whatever and it's just not sounding the way I want it to and if it's not then I think me as an artist part of my responsibility as an entertainer because that's what I see myself as is I'm not gonna put something out that I don't like myself you know that that I don't think and and it kind of sucks because some people might like it but if I don't like it myself I don't think I should be serving it to people, you know? So I think one of the most frustrating things for me is having to put down songs that I don't think uh, meet my standard, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Marlon? I 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> I've had... The the worst feeling is releasing a song uh, yeah. <laughs> that you know you probably could have done better, yeah. uh, better at. Or there's some things in it that just um you know it's not up to par with uh what you want essentially and honestly like perfectionism like it's a good thing but it's also like a very bad thing mm, sure in a sense where it's like yeah you want something to sound uh up to this level but y you only could ever like get to this level that you're at right now and honestly it's like yeah, you have to be mindful of the things that like this is what I was able to do at like yeah, this given yeah. moment in time, and I feel like once you accept that fact that like yeah this is this is what I was able to do for let's say whatever twenty twenty one right um that's the best that I could do the next song that I'm gonna do is gonna be a lot better and you just keep going with that mindset and you know eventually you like you'll come to terms with the things that you make without settling in a sense um other things that i would say is uh like time especially for me because i'd be working full-time and Oof. um <laughs> it's tough it's tough to it's tough balancing uh like the work and life aspects of things because you know you come home from work and it's like man i'm so tired i can't I can't, I can't, I, I don't want to make music right now. I don't want to think about writing or anything. And it's like just finding that balance of uh, creative time and then, you know, going to work. But I, I think I've gotten better at that. And uh, There should be, 
Dude, there should be a there should be a, a fund that's created for like people like in your age group, like yeah. from eighteen to twenty five, like give you like two thousand dollars stipends a month to just make music. That would be the life. I'm pretty sure the the low key might Wait, be what? one. It is fake. Um, <laughs> yeah, break it down, dude. I remember. Uh, it, it's not exactly. It's not exactly like. Uh, I I guess like just for a musician, I, I if I think it's I'm pretty sure it's like for songwriters. Mm. I think honestly, I I don't have enough uh, well, I'll, I'll t- information to actually speak on this I, I, uh, per se. I'll tell you where the idea came from, bro. It came from, you know, back in like the twenties and thirties, they used to look at music as like a very integral part of society. You mm. know, like, uh, like with like 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 music like, in general. No, not in general. Kind of like, like for example, like I grew up in a place called, I grew up in two different places. I grew up in Baltimore, but like my first 10 years in life, I grew up in Columbia. And Columbia is kind of like the elites of the elite. And it's a whole story of how I ended up in Baltimore. But anyway, like I remember like, like certain like Caucasian and Asian friends that I had, it was like a, like a privileged high level thing to like, they all did piano. Yeah. They all did like um, cello. And they mm. all did like you know the saxophone and shit like that at a high level like parents paid thousands upon thousands of dollars a year on these type of things and i feel like that was like something that carried that was like a lineage of like the 20s and 30s in these in these families like you know if you're if you're if your child played i guess music at a high level that was like an important thing i guess is what i'm saying um okay mm-hmm. and actually how is this tying my edd key then how is this tying to what the <laughs> fuck we're talking about hold on what was the original thing we were talking about, Marlon? Uh, we were talking about uh, like funds for oh yeah, like funds. eighteen to twenty five. Yeah. Long, yeah. for, long yeah. story short, there are people out there that actually think music is such an important thing connected to like learning and growth in life that like kids should have um, stipends and support. They they look at like there are people that look at it kind of like better than college. Like if you want to learn life, fucking go like pl- play an instrument and like. You know the lessons and, and 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 the structure and the creativity of learning the craft. You can carry that into life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they think that you should get a stipend to be creative. That'd be See, dope, I, right? I I agree dope. with that. Being somebody who who kind of had a similar sort of upbringing, like before I got into drums, which was like I don't know, like around grade six, I actually went to private school for a little bit of my life and there they had me learning piano at like the age of like three or something you know um and i i like the idea but at the same time i i wouldn't i don't think i'd go so far as to say that it's potentially better than like college right and the reason for that is because while learning an instrument and like there's creative value to that there's not monetary value to that (laughs) and college mm. at, at least like prepares you or or it, college is basically like it gets shit on your resume so that it looks good so that you can get a job you know if, if you're going to like just i don't know like general college shit like i don't know but because I've, I've only ever <laughs> i've only gone to like music school for past how many years you know but um are you in college now i i took a year in humber and I'm I'm on a year off now, basically. But I applied to um and Marlon actually I I don't know if I told you about this, but you might wanna ah uh, you might wanna check them out. It's called the Remix Project. I applied to this uh I applied to the program, and it's basically for artists, producers, engineers, and stuff. So I applied there, but right now I'm on a year off. Mm. But but I did go to 
to like music school and I learned a lot there, you know. Mm-hmm. So what my ADD kicked in again. So essentially, what was the <laughs> fucking whole theme of the part of, of the conversation? Uh, funds, and I was saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were saying that. Yeah, you, you, talking about yeah, you could understand it, but you don't know if it's yeah. So I don't know. Like that's that's something that I've thought about. Like that's something I've mm. thought about. That like you know, city should have that, and town should have that, and places should have that. Um, I think it'd be dope. I think it'd be important. Let me do this. I got this. Let's do a rapid fire, and then I might get you out of here, guys. Let me see. All right, cool. I'm just going to start rattling off topics and just give me, like, one, two, three-word reactions. Just quick ones. Um, I Is Juicy J a legend? Yes. No. <laughs> There's no way. I, I, I don't listen to a lot of him, to be fair. 3-6 Mafia, bro. You know what? But my Three... music taste is, like, my music taste, I, I don't... They, all right. You you see how uh you guys uh you guys talked about your favorite artists in, in the episode you did with uh you guys, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um if if we were talking artists of all time, there would only be like 3 4 rappers on my list. You know, that that's how I see it cuz I like so many different styles of music, so I'm like Juicy J a legend? I see James Brown as a legend. You feel me? I see Michael Jackson a legend. Is Juicy J on that same pedestal for me? no no but but again i, I haven't heard I underst- a lot of his music i understand what you're saying and i actually agree with you um if we did uh like com- like compress like the the question if it was like is juicy j a legend for hip-hop yeah. the answer would be you think yes. so eh? for, for hip-hop okay wait, wait. is yes. j cool a, a, a legend for hip-hop hmm I think he's on. He's on the way. I, whoa, I wouldn't whoa, see why not. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Juicy J is more of a legend than J. Cole. That's what you say. I I gotta listen to this guy's music because I can't really. Well, it's say not. It's anything. not about. It's not about okay, his music. No, it's about okay, his okay. It, listen, it's yeah. The okay. impact that Juicy J has is huge. A lot. A lot of the songs that you're hearing now, and uh, like the influence from the three six three six mafia. Three six mafia is probably like uh. I've heard like a lot, like many songs, like nowadays that sampled Three Six Mafia, okay. like whole sound, like uh, especially like production wise, because Juicy J was also very huge on uh, production. He produces, uh, I want to say, majority of his own stuff, and he produces a lot for other other artists uh, around. Mm-hmm. Like he has this. I'm like I'm not too familiar with Three Six Mafia. I've listened to some of it, but this whole uh, like memphis sound that uh like if you listen to isaiah rashad isaiah rashad has um the song called lay with me mm. and it is purely three six like mafia influence mm. and like you could see you could see if if you pay attention you could see that whole three six mafia influence throughout majority of hip-hop so like nah juicy j's a legend he's a legend he 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 killed he he killed his era for sure. Yeah, his impact was was phenomenal. His impact was um, huge. All right, rapid fire, real quick. All right, so we got. Let me see. Is Nardwar? Is Nardwar legend? And and what's the first thing you think about when you hear the name Nardwar? Now I'm hoping you guys know about <laughs> Nardwar. Like Nardwar is a legend. <laughs> 
you, I love Nardwars so much, man. I don't think I do, bro. It's object. It's objective. <laughs> is it? Tell me why nah, this he's guy's a legend, a legend bro. Because hey, my only experience with him is is I watched a little bit of that that J Cole interview, and my impression off of him from that, I was like, I don't think I'm into this guy. Like, no, dude. Hold no, on, hold you on. have to watch other videos, man. You have to watch. Marlon, other you gotta, videos. you gotta educate him on just the overall history and just the arc of. Please, dude. He created, dude. He created this whole fucking movement of like out of the box, weird, odd, like no, weird. like yeah, no, like the secret depths of like. No one knows how he gets his information. Like he is a journalist. He's an op, bro. He's an op. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, that that makes more sense in context with the J Cole thing I was watching. Like, you, you guys seen that meme where he's like, "Where did you yeah, get how that you information?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, makes a lot yeah. more sense. Okay, that's what he's known yeah, for. That's okay, what he's that's, known that's, for. That's kind of cool then. Yeah. So um, he, nah, he for what he does and what he brings to the whole uh, like music culture and every like just everything is just amazing uh he, he he's a wonderful person hopefully like one day you know he'd be interviewing both of us sure. <laughs> and that and that's another thing he does too like he's kind of at that level now where if you get on a nardward episode it's kind of like okay you made it to a certain tier yeah um mm -hmm. you know it's like nardward breakfast club maybe complex mm -hmm. um you know you know, actually, you made it to a certain level is when, like, you have, like, um... Nah, you guys don't want to be on that show. I was going to say, like, Doe Jumper. <laughs> like, there's some dirty... There's some dirty niggas on that show. You don't want to go on that mm. show. I don't like... I don't... I don't. No Jumper? I don't like no... Because No Jumper has a lot of, like... Like, that's some trashy <laughs> shit. I don't want to see you guys ever going on there, ever. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Um... What are your top five actors of all time? I don't know if you guys are into film, but, like, give me some rapid-fire shit. Uh, actors. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are in the film. I'm gonna say I, I'm I'm a little into film. I'm they're just too long for me. I I don't like watching a lot mm. of movies. But I, I'm gonna say uh, I really like Robert Downey Jr. I mean, I think he's done a really good job with Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm an MCU guy. You know, like that's majority of the movies I've seen. So a lot of them. Uh, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is pretty good. You know, but. I think me like my thoughts on actors. I don't think I'm informed enough because I I, I probably mm. just have too much of a bias with the actual characters they're playing mm. more so than the actors. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm gonna just sit mm. this out. Let me let me get, let me ask you this then. Oh, oh, actually, do you have an answer, Mo? Yeah. Uh, I I I watch I watch a bit. Um, number one probably be uh, Rami Malek. I don't know if you. No, Rami Malek, but he's a star in Mr. Robot, the uh, TV okay. show. And he also played in the Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, the Queen. Uh, he played Freddie Mercury. Um, he is pretty solid. Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. No, he is sick. He, he's Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this dude is so funny. Yeah. He's got a weird vibe. Dude, Lakeith is the most rangy act. I got an objective statement to make, and anyone that anyone that listens to this and wants to challenge me, I'll give you my address right now. You can show up to my fucking door and have a <laughs> Lakeith is the most rangy actor, period. Right now, I yes, can see yes, he, he does everything. He's the most rangy. Man. There's a there's not one character he can't play. 
actually, I, I love the guy so much. Every single role he does, every single like film that like I see him in, I'm just like, man. You know, you know, he's won an Oscar, it. right? <laughs> oh damn! I actually didn't know. Won an Oscar for his role in um in the this is some deep shit. You guys, you know, as all black men, we should watch this. There's a there's a movie about um there's a movie about long story short this guy back in the 60s that was kind of like a black panther martin luther king type guy he's like oh oh yeah i know which movie he was like about. the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. main character was like 22 so like in real yeah. life this guy was like 22 like a martin luther character martin luther king type character um and he was eventually murdered but lakeith played a cop that was undercover because they were trying to get him and he was murdered by the cops dude um lakeith was connected <laughs> to Lakeith's character was connected to the guy and was like an undercover agent trying to get it, oh, you know, no. like some covert op shit. Lakeith won a supporting, you know, actor um, Oscar for that. Mm. So, okay. so, so objectively, he's now at a, at a level where like, like you can't say nothing to him. He has one of those, one of those little man on his fucking mantle right now. <laughs> yeah. There's not many actors nah, that have that, bro. No, I feel you. The, sure. the range for sure. I mean, like a lot of actors need to stay in their sort of like their lane pocket of yeah, yep. their their lane of because mm-hmm. I mean, you you I feel and again I don't know too much about acting. That's not really my field, but I feel like you act from your own personality. Like like anything you bring out of a character comes somewhere from your own character. So to have that range to play like. Literally anything means you could like completely shut your own thing off and then be like, yep. I'm going to embody this character. You feel me? That That's mad respect for sure. All right. Rapid fire with this one. Favorite comic book and the lessons <sighs> you learned from the comic book. That's a good question. Marlon, you want to take it first? Um, Honestly, I, I, I don't I don't I haven't read any like comic books. Mm. Uh, If I'm going to say one. Uh, I've definitely read one back in the day. It's it's called Bones. I don't ah, know if you know Bones. Bones. Yeah, yeah, I remember that shit. That as shit a, was pretty good. As a child, <laughs> as a child growing up, Bones uh, uh kept me uh in a good spot. My favorite comic books, like I'm gonna just name like a few off the top of my head. Definitely, I I have this some Daredevil comics. You know, I. I was on Daredevil before it became a live stream, uh, live action thing. So, I'm I'm heavy into Daredevil. Um, I like some Deadpool shit, Spider Man favorites, Batman. I'm I'm really into Batman comics. And the last one I'ma say, yeah, that's it. That's 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 my that's my top four. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I know nothing about comics, so I don't have an answer. To that. I know nothing about it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm the only comic guy here. Right. <laughs> no, it's all good. Dude. It's all good. Um, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear this? Um, the best man is born naturally evil. That rises oh. and learns to rebel against evil, yet uses it, yet uses it strategically at the right times. So I'll say it again. The best man, the strongest man, we're just thinking about men, period, right? The human, right? They're born, people think that human beings are born naturally evil at times. But essentially what they do is they rise and rebel against that to strategically figure out life. 
So essentially to make it simple, because this is like some shroom shit. Essentially to make it simple. And I didn't put this in here, so I'm trying to even regurgitate what the fucking community is trying to say. Mm. I think I think people have a natural base of bad in them. I do believe that. I do believe okay. that. I think we're all naturally born to do some some fucked up shit. And I think essentially what they're asking is, is it okay to use that evil part when necessary? So I'll give you an example. If someone kills your father in front of you, you have the ability to go into an evil place and maybe consider killing that human if you have the moment, if you have the opportunity in that moment. Mm. Is it okay to strategically use it when it behooves and benefits yourself? Or should we just push ourselves to go all the way good and do all the right things at all the right times? That's, That's the interesting I think, question. I, I deserve a round of applause. I think I just regurgitated that. Yeah, no, that, that was some good shit. <laughs> that was some good shit. Uh, I think... Uh-oh. I think I, I, I can agree that humans... Uh, all humans have the capacity for bad, for sure. And I think there's something to what you're saying where humans actually start off bad. I'm not willing to go 100% on that, but I, I, I could see it. I think in a situation where you have the opportunity to use that evil for evil, for evil, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I mean, you just continue in the cycle, right? But I think um, you could use... Like, there are negative things. It, it kind of ties into what we were talking about uh, when we first started. Like, there are negative aspects of human beings that you could take the approach and apply in a good way. You feel me? So, I'm trying to contextualize an example to make this... No, I know what you're saying. More, co- more coherent. I know what you're saying. But, yeah, you guys get the gist of it. Like, I think using, like, your bad tendencies for good... Yeah. I ain't seen nothing wrong with that. Shit. I mean, okay, okay. Here, here, here's a, here's somewhat of an example, right? And this isn't, this isn't by any means like evil, evil, you know. But just for the sake of example, um, let's say uh, uh an artist, you know, an artist might do some fucked up shit in order to make his art, but the art at the end of the day impacts positively a large span of people you feel me mm. so like like on on a minor scale or or a smaller scale like, like Kanye stealing, a, steal, for, stealing a sample without getting it cleared perfect perfect example yeah which that's and especially if you know what you're doing that's a bad thing but at the end of the day the byproduct of that might might be crazy good you feel me i but with that that particular example, mm. I don't know if I agree with that because that's like uh, you, you want to give example. your cred, cred, you know. I'll give what? you guys an example that I'm vulnerable with, and this is not good, and this is just on the record, and 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 it's a little bit scary, and it's not in a crazy danger spot yet. Um, there are aspects of taxes and debt that every entrepreneur has to incur um, in order to maintain an independent life. So what I mean by that tangibly is like. And this happens with all entrepreneurs that play at like the level that I'm that I'm playing at or trying to play at. Um, if your family needs four thousand dollars because you are for whatever reason like you need that four thousand, and your business makes four thousand, 
You can't take and pay yourself 3000 and put the other 1000 into a tax fund. You're supposed to, but you need that whole 4000 That's okay. objectively wrong. Like You cannot avoid paying your taxes. And that is what I've done that. I've done that multiple years where I'm like navigating and avoiding it because I needed that. When I get a $2,800 check, I need that whole $2,800 because I have employees, I have partners, I have yeah. collaborators. They need that money. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's not supposed to be that way. You see Donald Trump, you know, I know a lot of people don't fuck with him, but that was really a lot of his issues. Like, bro, I need that to put back into my business. I'm not paying you IRS right now. Mm. Um, Dame Dash, the, the legendary Dame Dash got hit with shit like that. Um, uh, the dude from Blade, what's his name? Um, I forget uh, his name. Fuck. Wesley Snipes ah. went to jail for five mm. years. So, you know, that's another example. Like, it's objectively wrong to avoid a tax or to let debt build up, but you're doing it because you're like, hold on, if I can just hold off for just a long enough time, I can get to another level in financial life through my business vehicle to then get you guys back. But, but in the moment, it's bad, right? Is it mm -hmm. bad? Is it objectively bad? Like, I'm, I mean, that's the law, right? I, well, okay, my, my, my views on the laws aren't necessarily let's get into it for a second <laughs> it, it, where i differ from most people is i don't necessarily live by the law i live by what i feel is right for me and that just happens to coincide with the law majority of the time if give me one sense. time it hasn't uh one time it hasn't um okay like on a very very micro scale you know mm -hmm. jaywalking all right that that's a just a simple Simple example. A little bit better than that one, you know. Okay, <laughs> then um, there. Okay, not necessarily. Uh, okay, just hear me out, right? So I went on a walk one day, and you know, I I, I was crossing over a bridge, and it, it the bridge it wasn't high up from the water, right? Like you could jump off this bridge and be completely fine, right? And I see a sign that says. You can't jump off this bridge, right? If, if you do jump off the bridge, you get fined by the government, like 500 bucks or something like that. I, I, I saw that shit and I was like, that makes no sense to me. Because it's like, if I want to jump off the bridge, I'm going to jump off the bridge. Not saying I want to jump off a bridge, but I'm saying the right to do that or my ability to do that shouldn't get me fined. You feel me? So there are instances where I'm just like... I'm just going to treat people the way I want to be treated. And I'm going to try not to step on anybody's toes. If that happens, if in that process I break the law, I don't really care. I don't think it's objectively bad. I think the law is a construct made for yeah. good, for sure. But, but I don't think there's anything objective about it, let's say. No, you're totally right about that, brother. You're totally, totally right about that. What do you think about that, Marlon? Um, I, so like earlier on before, when you guys were talking, I think it, uh, what really like came about was just like, does the, do the means justify the ends? Yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of like the whole, uh, like thing that I got across from it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to do some bad, some bad shit, but in the end I'm doing it for good. Right. It's just like. And like it, it, it coincides with laws and like morals, because like 
laws is like an objective objective rule thing but uh, like moral is, is like well like objective in a sense that like if you don't follow the law you're going to get punished like punished yeah. for it objective in that okay. sense i see what you said yeah, yeah, yeah but then like morals is like like yeah morally morally uh what i did was right but like it doesn't coincide with the law like let's say like you're like something something basic you're you're stealing food to feed your family right okay like, yeah 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 because you don't like you're not in like a situation where you have money to provide uh to to get that food so you figure out a, uh, the the best way f- for you to provide for your family so what you think is oh i'm just gonna try and steal some food and you know that would be able to feed my kids like more like again like like i guess morally like it's still kind of like still kind of wrong like stealing mm. but your heart is in the right place right because you're doing it to provide for your family essentially it 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 brings this whole debate on like laws and morals and stuff yep. but um i i do agree with what uh like omar is saying as long as you're you're not like uh like stepping on each other like stepping on anyone's toes and stuff like like some 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 laws are like kind of like 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 does it really like does it make uh, sense is, is that really like <laughs> does it is like is that is that really a thing yeah. like it, is this really gonna like bother you guys like if i if i do this for you know sure. but like i can understand because like some of it's like for safety and stuff but it's just whole like see i debate and whatnot i understand to a certain extent but to bring it back to like taxes right it's like i i don't know that i don't know well i'll tell you this i'll tell tell you this and and people in the podcast know about this so i'm not afraid to say it um i spent almost two years in jail really okay yeah yeah Mm. when i was 19 before i started my company i spent two years in jail i um and it's it's all public record now i was uh was arrested and charged with burglary of my long-term girlfriend at the time's home yeah that's a whole story bro <laughs> that's a whole story so I, i'll tell a little bit of it so essentially um i was hanging around you know some homies and where we grew up where we grew up if you were dating a white girl that was from a different town it was kind of like a prize mm. and like a goal and we would it would be our mission and we were taught to to use that girl and to get things out of her financially Mm. and i dated a girl at the time and we were two three months in and um i was allegedly you know charged i'm not gonna say yes or no but i was charged of uh organizing that that crime um we stayed together three years after that alleged you know thing happened okay um Mm. but through me not going to see my probation officer because I was playing football in West Virginia and trying to do other things. Um, mm. I was sent to jail for almost yeah. two years. So like, that's again, one of those examples of again, whether I did it or didn't do it, I obviously got to a situation where I had to just show up for something and go to classes and do other things following a rule that a white man made up 
if mm-hmm. you want to look at it from that angle, you know, I didn't get in trouble again to go to jail for two years. I got in trouble the original time, and then not by not following a rule and a process put in place by a man, um, I went to jail for almost two years. Crazy. That yeah, and that's like stuff like that is why one of the reasons like I technically speaking i'm an anarchist like politically technically what does that mean it means i i I just don't really agree with the idea of a government we don't have to get into it because my thoughts on that they're not as fleshed out as they could be either so i I don't know if i'm gonna be an anarchist my whole life you feel me but where i'm at right now i just i don't really agree with the uh the whole government thing and that's why i'm like i live my life the way i want to live my life and whatever repercussions comes of that, I'm I'm willing to to like carry out. You feel me? But um, stuff like that where it's like you didn't do anything wrong after the fact, regardless. You know, it's just pro- like if you know you're doing a good thing, or or that you're not gonna get in trouble again. You feel me? Mm. Uh, just because you don't do what other people say means you have yep. to go to jail for two years. That makes no sense. Why should other people have have any sort of say? On what I do, you feel me? Yep. Um. Obviously, there there are problems with that line of thinking, cause like, and and the line of thinking of like anarchy, because like, if everything, if there's no government, if there's no safety, then people could get hurt and stuff like that. So I'm not pushing for that. I'm just, it's just my thoughts right now. What are your final thoughts on this, Marlon? I got one more question for you guys to get you out of here. Cool. Um, I pretty much agree with what Omar is saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Pretty Those much, are your yeah. quick thoughts on that. All right. So yeah. I, I love I love this show on GQ. It's called Essentials. You ever seen that? No. Oh, yeah. On YouTube? I've seen that. That's dope. So, you know, I, I've been doing this these last couple episodes where I've been having people come on and just list our six main essentials in life. You know, oh. for any given day, right? Or any given period of time. So I'll give mine real quick. I give the same answer. Um, my first essential is I'm really into jewelry. I always have been. So anytime I, so like for instance, I just got this big deal that's going to probably, I'm, I'll probably get like five grand for it. I'll probably go buy another two, three thousand dollar watch. And I'll just, I'll just collect them over time. I just like yeah. that shit. And, you know, because I'm the type of nigga that what, if I ever get business to the level of like millions, you know, I'll buy a $50,000 Rolex, oh, no problem. easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't even think about it. <laughs> and I do little things now. Like, so, you know. So, yeah. you know, every time I go out, I got a two, $3,000 watch on, right? Um, Feel you. And I just love doing those as prizes. So that, um, the ability to call my mother and my fiance and have them answer at any moment. I just need to be able to get to them quickly. My sister, they're all in just one category. Um accountability as an emotion like i need to be able to have the ability to like be accountable for my actions so it's mm-hmm. that three um uh you know i don't want to get too vulgar but you know my sexual hunger is definitely still strong <laughs> so yeah. I, I, need, I need access in, in my me my me my girl is spontaneous you know we got you know we got other girls involved so mm. <laughs> oh shit uh so that's fun um I think the last two are, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get too dark, but, you know, a, a desire to keep going, bro. I've, I've dealt with a lot of 
death around me and a lot of failure and a lot of people not doing well and um you know it's a, it's a lot of pressure so you know i i'm i'm i need to always possess like the the ability to just keep pushing you know um and then the sixth thing would probably be um i think this podcast is an essential now i think i want to keep doing this mm. for probably 500 episodes i have a podcast in the in my other business that i've done like 600 episodes so i'm probably just gonna just keep doing this you know so those are probably yeah. my six essentials what are your what are your guys six essentials um mine would probably be i like the accountability that that's that's a good one for me i think uh vision i think vision is really important for me or for for anybody trying to do anything uh, in, in general i think vision is like Vision is basically that thing that keeps me going, I guess. Um, I think empathy, that's three. Uh, you know, family, friends, I guess that's, that's definitely essential to just living, you know. Um, uh, the curiosity, what is that, five? Yeah, curiosity. Curiosity, I think, leads to deep thinking so it's that's interesting you I think. don't have it's interesting you don't have any physical items yet bro you know what you're right <laughs> uh no if, that's if, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, well like physical because i i guess the way i think about it is like f- physical objects i can always get you know mm-hmm. Re- regardless if they're essential or not they're always there whereas like something like empathy if i don't have that then it's it's much harder to attain that you feel me? Then, then going and like getting some shoes I really like. You feel me? But, but for the sixth one, I'm gonna just say in general my 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 sense of style because because I like I like to dress up and shit like that. You feel me? So yeah, those six things. Mm. What about you, Marlon? Um, um, I think number one for me would be just like any kind of like uh like listening device like like headphones or like ear ear pods or whatever just because when i go out it's like i'm gonna need something like i'm I'm like constantly listening to things so not listening to things while i'm like like outside my house or like just like in like when i'm not doing anything it's just kind of like weird for me like i always kind of need to be like hearing music throughout the day um I guess my computer, <laughs> like it is, my computer is like essential. And, uh, I I I play like uh, games a lot. I'm I'm pretty big on like like video games, like PC games. I'm I'm quite a gamer. So um, outside of like me not doing music, you probably just catch me playing some some games or some something like that. Um, uh. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what else I would put under my essentials. Your essentials? Yeah, like that's the maybe my camera, my uh, my photo camera. Um, that was like like I got into photography way before, uh, like music. Mm. That was like my first, I guess, outlet for for me. I would just uh, like what I was feeling would kind of show in the pictures that I would take, and it was. It's really good for me to like kind of just uh, release some some energy, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just keep it at that. Uh, 
three. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. <laughs> Those are three essentials. Um. Oh, actually, no. One more. One more. Sorry. 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 One more. Uh. Uh. Nesty. Nesty. I, I absolutely love Nesty. Yeah. Oh shit. Nesty. Oh, my shit. I I drink that shit like every day. I should. I definitely shouldn't. It is unhealthy. But uh, that's my fix right there. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Omar, and then. And I told I told Marlon the same thing. You probably heard it. If you can, actually, let me ask you this, Marlon. Let me see how brave you are. If you don't want to do it, I totally get it. You think you fuck with me enough? You, you have like some. Either one of you guys have like some songs that no one's ever heard before. That are yeah. edited and completed. Uh, me, me and Omar actually have a yeah, song. Yeah. <laughs> how scary is that? I if mean, I were to ask you to put that on the intro. It's how scary it's out over. We, we, see, that's the thing. We could do it. It's just not mixed and mastered. But I mean, like, it still sounds. Oh, it's good. not mixed and mastered. Thing. Yeah, that's the that's the only thing. All my because hey, mixing and mastering costs yeah. uh, like a lot of money, yeah. bro. Like <laughs> that's the only reason I don't yeah, have much that same more, with more songs. <laughs> out. It's, it's hella expensive. Do you have you Do me? you have any song that's mixed and mastered right now? Yeah, I do. But it's like my least favorite songs. But uh, no, I have something. Do you, Do you want me to just tell you the name or send it to you or what? No, yeah. So and your favorite song, your favorite song that's mixed and mastered right now. Your favorite yeah. song, just send that to me. Sick. All right. Send it. Yeah. Send that to that. my. Yeah, actually, send it to my email right now because what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna. And then cool. Marlon, do you have any song that's mixed and mastered that you have not had let a human being listen to yet? I do. I do. <laughs> I, do but I don't. You, I, I have. I have to talk with my team, man. Cause I ain't got time like, for that, Marl. I need an answer now, bro. Uh, you said you're, you said you're nah, the boss, I don't think bro. I, I. I am. I am. But it's like, you know, like they they worked on it very okay. hard. So it's like it wouldn't feel right for me to just be like, yeah, just do right. it. I, I'd have you to got, ask. You got some. You got some other so, shit you can send me. Oh, mm. not honestly, no. Should I like, just throw Omar shit? Should it, I just it, throw Omar shit in the front and back? Yeah, yeah. You you could do you could do Omar's. You could do Omar's because the stuff that I have, it's not again, it's not mixed and mastered, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be very uh, like uh, like it'll sound sloppy. Yeah, essentially. Should I send it no, to the Omar, Riverside FM thing? What's that? Should I send it to Riverside FM? No, no. Send it to um. Send it to Anthony. Uh, give me a second. All right, Anthony. Um, Anthony, and then Vaughn V A U, G H A N. All right. At two thousand fifteen gmail Oh, so Anthony Vaughn two thousand fifteen at gmail yeah, 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 I said that fucking weird, my bad. <laughs> oh, good. I'm high still. Um, no, so the last question as you're doing that, bro, and Omar, you know, and Marlon, if you want to answer again, but, you know, I end this podcast mm-hmm. the same way, right? The name of this podcast is Project LLV, Legacy Lifestyle Values. Yeah. Um, I started this brand a minute ago, and I started, oh, actually, I'm sorry, brother, I need the raw file. Oh. Uh, yeah, send me the wave me. file if you have it. Oh, okay. Uh, my yeah, computer's not on me, but I could just send it after this, eh? Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, that works. Right, that works. Cool, cool. If you could send it within like five, ten minutes, because yeah, I'm yeah. gonna press this shit up quick. You so so when you say you just want the raw file, you want me to just send it 
from my laptop, like from yeah, Logic. Yeah, the raw send file. All right, cool, cool, cool. I was or the wave or the MP3 file. Sick. Um, and I'm gonna get it pressed up way faster than I got Lamar. Um, 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 why I keep going on this thing, Lamar? Mar, um, Marlins. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Marlins. Um, episode. But um, so essentially, Project LLV lifestyle legacy lifestyle values means I think life is a project, brother. I just think it's a project. I think it's an experiment. I think we're just trying to figure things out. Yeah. Um, lifestyle. I think people need to start taking lifestyle more seriously. I think architecting the lifestyle that you want that you're excited about is important. You have to. You have to curate that that perspective. Um, legacy, self-explanatory. I think too many people do not make decisions based off a of legacy. They make decisions based off of making sure next Friday and next Friday and next Friday is okay. Like they're looking one week out, two weeks out max in advance and not thinking mm. about legacy. And then I think values. I think at any given point, you need to restructure your value set. Um, and I think people just don't do that. Right now, what's most important for you? Like gut reaction. Your legacy, your lifestyle, your values, or or you know, looking at life right now as a project and trying to just figure shit out and and get to that next level. What's most important for you? I think I'd say lifestyle. I think uh, living a good lifestyle leads to the legacy that I want to leave behind. Or uh, yeah, yeah, that leading leading a good lifestyle uh leads to uh leaving behind a good a good legacy and values see values was it was it was tough to choose between those two um i don't know just just uh like when you said articulate uh archi what did you say architect yeah architect yeah, yeah architect like just just building up a lifestyle that suits you your needs and what you want to do in life i i, I just feel that's super important to me and like I guess the reason I'm saying that is because without the lifestyle that I'm living right now, I wouldn't be able to accomplish the things that I have been yeah. able to accomplish, you know? So that's, that's big mm -hmm. for me. Marlon, do you have any final thoughts on yours? Or you, you gave Mine's yours the same. Ago, yeah. Right? yeah, I gave mine. Yeah, values. Well, look, guys, look. Um, oh, you going to say something? Yeah. No, 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 it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, guys, look, I... I I can't tell you how much I'm, I'm thankful, brother. And I know that seems kind of odd because you're like, wait, why the fuck is this nigga thankful about, you know, what, what am I doing? But no, you're you're a human, brother. And I think, you know, you're a stranger that has given me an opportunity to make some content. Um, I like this thing, dude. And, and and I've tried not to think about it strategically from a business perspective. But, yeah. you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, right? You have the Joe Rogans out there. You have the fucking... You know, you have the uh, Charlemagne, the guys, you know, I don't really like him that much, but you, you know, you have to respect him as a journalist, right? You have, mm. you have those things. So I'm just trying to, you know, have some good conversations and this was dope. We just did kind of a Joe Rogan shit. We got like two hours and 24 minutes. For so, sure. um, any last thoughts for us, Armar? And, and please plug anything, plug your music, um, plug anything you want to plug. Yeah, uh, uh, you can find me on Apple Music uh, and Spotify and any other streaming platform. I go by the name Gaskin. Uh, and check out the podcast on YouTube at Soko Chats. And I think that's all I have to play. Oh, no, no. And, and follow my Instagram at callmenospace-gaskin. Yeah, because my Instagram is kind of cool, I feel like. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Last thing. I don't want you to hang up right away when I hit stop. 
you see this little uploading thing here at the top, 99%. Yeah. You got to wait till you see, see some confetti go off on that thing. Um, Sick. And then we can, and then we can exit. So um, I appreciate the both of you though. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, thank uh, you. Yeah, for thank real. For I appreciate the again. opportunity just to just uh, get up here and like talk with you guys for real. But um, uh, while I'm waiting for this 100 thing, I'm gonna go run and get my laptop. about position where i lie with you where you lie with me are you listening or just hearing me listen i wanna go back how do i move forward when i gotta move past this i already thinking about you up in the past tense you can say whatever but we know what the fact is only hoping at the very least that you understand this i wanna go back i wanna go back i wanna go back I wanna go back You see, I wanna go back I said I wanna go back Yeah, yeah, our relationship Developed into nothing through discussing We were cutting corners, getting deeper, getting closer Getting better at exposure Every day my guy be lowered Have no need to keep composure And we were getting to know each other Damn, I love it, you were seeing the real me No one does it like I does it Just say fuck it, what a crew Let's go through the timeline, yeah We got Midas made the track Trust them when I fire MK make way for the display Let's say I had trouble trying to convey Simon, we got the trumpet day. You gonna lie, me? You make us feel secure. And what I get just to return to a to a time before I learned. I had no idea I've been hurt by my brother. I've been eternally burned. I wanna go back. I wanna go back. I wanna return. I wanna return. I wanna go back. I wanna go back. Cause this shit just hurts. Cause this shit just hurts. I wanna go back. I wanna go back Can we return? Can we return? To the way things used to be before